ass pants. This some Prevo shit, huh? Lyrically immortal beast, redesign artistically. Ha, L-I-B-R-A. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet and planet Earth and parts. Some might call unknown. 
it is time for season five episode 12 of the house divided podcast we are here we are back it is been three months of this show of this season i should say yeah and somehow um we're we've been pretty much on schedule mostly other than a uh occasional charter outage yeah that happened last week that did indeed occur last week um so yeah yeah thank We got some news. We got some stuff we want to talk about today in today's show. We're going to try and keep it short because, well, next week is um the preview show for the Ohio State-Michigan game, meaning that will be a longer show considering yes. <clears throat> those are teams we both cover in various aspects of social media. Let's see. I'm being told today is a very special day. Because today is the day that West Virginia recruits begin decommitting. Ugh, I wouldn't call that special. That's rough. But oh, no. we'll talk about West Virginia in a little bit in our picks. I think. If I remember are they, correctly. Are they, are they in there? Yes. Did I throw them in there? Yes. <laughs> I got stuff to say about West Virginia. Oh, um. No. And, well, more stuff to say about the team they play. So, let's start with uh, Stupid People Say Stupid Things and get into the show. Yes. Do you choose to want to lead us off today, or do you want me to? Why why the hell not? Let's let's, let's get her going. All right. Three for me here today. Um, From the world of Instagram. Oh, God. we We have Carter who, in response to Carlos Dunlap throwing a shoe <clears throat> in uh, the Seattle Seahawks game. I don't know what it is with uh, Florida uh, players and throwing shoes, man. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I don't. It's, it's something I we do down there, apparently. I never, I was never told about that, otherwise I would have done it. Right. At various levels um, of football. It's, it's very clear. 15-yard penalty. Like, you just can't do it. It's hilarious, and it's funny. But you can't do it. No. <clears throat> Come on. I have a soundbite for that. Carter says, I don't care what you say. That's not a flag, nor is that 15 yards worthy. Fix your sport, NFL. Uh, He then continued to double down when people said, it's literally a stupid thing to do. Like, why are you doing yeah. it? It's worth it's worth a flag. He says at that point of the game, no, it's not. Man just threw a shoe, and the flag makes it seem like he killed the player. When asked, why would it not be a flag? Carter simply says, it's just a shoe. You kind of need those. <clears throat> If it's you're going to play football. 100% a flag. Like, it's, like there is no, uh, yes, I did get enough letters from the state of Michigan about uh, taunting and various unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct penalties. 
Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, Carter, you're stupid. We now move on to... Um, also, yes, that individual um, who was cheering in... Or Steelers fan, those individuals who were cheering and doing the wave when a Jacksonville Jaguars player was hurt on the field. Yes, some of those did make stupid people say stupid things. Oh no! <clears throat> uh, from a couple weeks ago. We move on to somebody who I'm surprised isn't on here more, and that is Rico Beard. Ninety-seven won the ticket. <clears throat> big, uh, big Spartan Homer is what it is. Uh, MSU wore those awful neon green jerseys this weekend. <clears throat> or sorry, not the neon green jerseys, but they just have neon green stuff on them. Yeah, the name plates and the number plates. They were and they're odd. and the big old state across the front that doesn't even fit on the whole front of the jersey. It gets cut off at the armpit. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I I remember. I know of that. Yeah. They, uh, they broke those. MSU broke those out this weekend. And uh, they did win the game. We'll get to that uh, in the college football recap. Rico, after the game, says neon jerseys are now 4-0. and Just saying. Speaking, by the way, speaking of uh, what uh, you just said, uh, West Virginia <laughs> just got a notification. Loses key 2020 are running back commit. I would assume that's why that was said in the first place. <clears throat> Continue. What oh, stupid people received, say? Received an offer for Michigan and Tennessee. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> the problem with the neon jerseys now being 4-0 is that they wore them last season when they blew a massive lead to Illinois and lost. So they are not 4-0. <laughs> they're three and one because brandon peters happened to msu fucking brandon peters yep and finally from the world of twitter they're four and oh if you ignore the loss yes yeah right <laughs> pretty pretty much oh god that's nice that, alive that's that is clear that's that's gold right there how Continue. On a, a Black Flags Matter post, usually he'd be the stupid person saying a stupid thing, but uh, he uh, he retweeted over the weekend uh, the terrible um, apology from Joseph Lombard, a NASCAR YouTuber, former NASCAR YouTuber, uh, that he, it was the one-year anniversary of his terrible apology after he was uh, get caught... Uh, sending very inappropriate messages to minors uh, what um uh. yeah that that happened uh, um please tell me this guy never had a media pass he did not i don't believe i i had never heard of this this is actually probably the first time i've heard about this yeah that i know of i'm sure i may have heard of it so, or saw it in passing or heard of it somehow but this is the first time that i can remember hearing of it and good right. god what the it's, fuck it's really and the apology thing that he tweeted out was just so bad um, Ugh. Ugh. we have Billy Pendergrass <clears throat> coming in 
on Twitter who apparently had no clue <clears throat> that that's what it was about. He thought it was uh, uh, cancel culture, being woke, and things like that. Words are only as harmful... It, wait, words are only harmful if we let them be. People have forgotten about sticks and stones. And uh, he was very quickly corrected. And uh, shout out to Stefan on Twitter for doing this. He says, a um, little bit more than sticks and stones. Dude got caught sending nudes to kids. Billy just says, oh shit, did not know that part. But didn't delete the tweet. Like, it's still there. Like, when, you, when you're when you so stupid and you say something so uninformed, <laughs> just, why keep that up? This is, again, the first time I'm hearing of this. And how is this guy still on the internet? Like, holy shit. I don't know if he is. Um, Like, all of this, I'm being told in a... I'm reading Twitch chat here, and Ash says that he was, uh, that Arco West teams had a rule to keep him away from Haley Deegan. What the, like, was this guy just a oh, dickbag? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously. He's not the, he's not the worst dickbag of, he's second worst, second worst dickbag of the, uh, of the NASCAR YouTuber community thing that, is just terrible. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Jason hey, Jacoby. Not that guy. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, I, I wouldn't have known that. Jason Jacoby uh, was actually charged with criminal stuff, and then the apparently, fuck? what apparently the bonded, fuck? Apparently bonded out and had some sort of order in the bond that he couldn't be on the internet. But he's on the internet. What the fuck is wrong with being yeah. so far removed from anything NASCAR? Apparently, Jacoby is online, and apparently, he's found Jesus. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think don't Jesus wants people like that. No, I, I could well, be wrong, but I don't remember the uh, account that he's tweeting from. It's got a nameless gray Twitter face. Of course, and it's like. So it's not his name on it, so I don't remember what it was, but it was unbelievable. Like I, I, I spent like a half hour reading the replies to this, and it was some of the most delusional stuff I've ever heard. What like, the fuck? Good God! But that's it for uh, stupid people saying stupid things. Is Jason Jacoby or uh, uh, Joseph Lombard still on the internet? I don't know. I haven't nope. looked. Uh, the uh, the last tweet he sent was the awful <laughs> awful apology Good what the Lord. fuck well i have three mine comes from face my first one comes from facebook okay um this person her name is Rhonda. these oh, no. this came about just after last week's college football playoff rankings uh, the only reason okay. this did not make it into last week's stupid people say stupid things is because i didn't see it till thursday um, Rhonda, Rhonda's Facebook post says, as a West Coast resident, I am sick and tired of the Big Ten and SEC teams oh, being yeah. overrated, while a team like Oregon has to fight to be in the top four. 
in the first game of the season, Oregon beat Ohio State. It was actually the second game. It was that was the second game. Uh, and the college football world called it a major upset. Since then, I've watched Ohio State lose to other Big Ten teams. Huh? I don't believe uh, it belongs in the top four. Um, um I don't know what Ohio Ron, State Ronda's watching. I, I I'm really confused. I don't uh don't believe they've lost outside of the Oregon game. <laughs> um Ohio State hasn't lost a Big Ten game since twenty eighteen. Yeah. <clears throat> hasn't Maybe lost a game in the uh, I mean if she's on if she's on the West Coast and, and watched in um Big Ten Network. Maybe she's watching, uh, you know, when they replay those uh, those classic games or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's what she's watching. Right? She just watches the um, 2018 Ohio State Purdue game on repeat. Right. Or like, like when the last time Michigan State beat you guys, like, is that are those the Ohio State losses she's watching? Like, what's Fuck. going on? Have Ohio State's lost hasn't lost a Big Ten game since 2018. Yeah, don't know what she's getting at. Okay, my I mean, second one. Did you expect? Did you expect Rhonda to know what she was talking about? Uh, did I expect a ninety, a seventy-year-old woman on Facebook to know <laughs> something about sports? No. 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 Um, I'm amazed that at her age she knows how to use Facebook. I mean. She might know how to use Facebook. Apparently her eyes aren't working too well, though. I'm just confused. Moving on to my next one. One that I'm surprised this individual has not been on the show in uh, some time. Uh-oh. Colin Cowherd. Oh, oh no. Tweeted this after, uh, after the United States men's national team beat Mexico dos Acero. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Colin Cowherd tweeted, while I'm in a good mood, I guess Greg Bearhalter isn't completely clueless. I wish some, uh, I wish some of you USMT fans, MNT fans, would give it, give that a rest. Uh, see, this is why Colin just shouldn't talk about anything ever. Colin Cowherd is one of those people that, um has repeatedly shit on Greg Bearhalter. Oh no. <laughs> Even worse. See, repeatedly. I like, he saying... probably feels like he just knows he, he probably feels like he knows enough, but in reality he knows the bare minimum about soccer in general. It has been a little bit for Colin. He hasn't been on he hasn't been in this segment in a little while. No, it's been a minute. Um, but his face is always there, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Couldn't remember. I made that a long time ago. And lastly, um, this one comes from Drake. Drake on uh, Twitter. Oh. Drake uh, Efron. Oh, not that Drake. <clears throat> not like Toronto Raptors Drake. No. <laughs> Uh, links are not appearing in chat because this is not my chat. I cannot make links appear in chat. So that's why well, we have not are... seen. Uh, um, apparently, uh, apparently Ash found uh, Jason Jacoby's Twitter, current Twitter. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me see. Apparently uh, they're not. Um, 
Uh, so I'll continue this. Uh, Drake Efron tweeted uh, about LeBron James and a couple other players who were not dressed being on the court and courtside on the bench on uh, whatever day this was. Okay. I have a problem with this right here. LeBron James is not the coach, and he is not dressed in uniform to play, and he is on the injured list. Regardless of what has happened, he or any, any other player should not be on the court. Any other players not in uniform should not be on the court. The league needs to put their foot down on this. If you are not dressed to play in the game and ruled out, you are not to be allowed on the court, period. I see. They have a head coach and assistant coaches for that. You stay off the court. Oh, boy. Why, why, why are people stupid? Like, why, why does it matter that he's not dressed? He, why can't he be on the bench? Why can't he be? And this was like on some like Bleacher Report betting tweet or something like that. Like, interesting spot for it. Well, they showed a video of it was of the Lakers game, and it showed a highlight, and then something happened. I think it was uh, when AD when Anthony Davis got teed up for trying to tie his shoe. Um, because he kind of stopped mid. Uh, um. He stopped like mid play, like right in the middle of the play after a basket was scored, trying to put his shoe back on. And more shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ref was unhappy with it because whoever the Lakers were playing inbounded the ball over his head, and Anthony Davis got teed up. Yeah. Poor man. I I don't understand why this man was upset. I don't understand. And then, but the reason LeBron comes into this um, is because the camera panned over to LeBron and a couple other players who were not dressed on the sideline. So, yeah. I give up. That ref, why that ref called a technical there? I don't get it. I don't get. I don't watch enough basketball to understand why that's a technical. Um, it shouldn't be. He's he's I mean, kind of an idiot. But NBA refs are NBA officiating is terrible. Jordan, I'm gonna send you this link to this Twitter. Okay. Because I know you, I'm I'm sure you're gonna have a field day with it one day. Oh, I've I've already I've read through it. Unless he's posted some new stuff. Um, moving on though, let's get into the news. Shall we do the news? Oh yeah, NASCAR loves you. Um. <laughs> oh good God. <laughs> yes, news. I'll get. I'll read that stuff later. But yes, that's essentially what uh, Drake here is saying is that player, no player dressed, whether in any sport, should be on on their sideline or in their dugout. If they're not partaking. Um, do you want to take this first piece of news? Because I'm excited for the second. I really don't. 
Well, well here, I'll take cool. I'll take the first couple because you could do all the motorsport stuff, especially the NASCAR stuff. Right. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, it's just because a little bit, a tiny I, bit of NASCAR stuff. Silly season's a fun time. Um, we'll start with this first piece of news, which, well, this story won't die. No, John it's Gruden. Like fourth appearance in this in the news. Yeah, it's overtaken Bishop Sycamore, and how many times it's made this, made this segment? It's. Came back more than Texas coming back into the top 25 before dropping out again. Yeah, Texas is not back, but this unfortunately is. Still not back. John Gruden is suing both the NFL and Roger Goodell. Saying he was targeted sure. by the league office. Sure is. He, that's something that's happening. Maybe don't say the things you said don't be an awful human being don't be an ass like huh yeah don't be a scumbag don't be a shitlord said he was gonna do it and he fucking did yeah i mean i i have no words man of his word i suppose yeah apparently in a good way moving on though because i i could go on about this for a bit but i'm not going to just reference it and yep. move the fuck out. I am I, I am so over John Gruden. <clears throat> so, so I'm so over, over this entire scenario. I wish mm. Goodell would just release the league findings on Gruden on the Washington football team. Just release them to the public and just be done with it. Sweep it away. It's not going to happen, but it needs to. Right. And hopefully, hopefully something like this, Goodell just says, you know what, fuck this and does it. Because already in the court of well, what should be the court of public the full um court of public opinion? I know it's not because some people are fucking idiots. Um, Gruden's an some bag. people are, some people agree with what Gruden said. Yeah, unfortunately, Gruden is a terrible, terrible human being. This? Oh, this is a this is a. Uh... Jason Jacoby tweet. What the fuck am I? <laughs> oh man, I got a somewhere on there. There's a like a website that he that he has. Oh yeah, here it is. What I oh I wish I wouldn't have read that. Uh, my brain is. You're really go to it's actually his website, racingjasonjacoby.com after this, and go and read uh his article called Dale Jr. Naked and Exposed. It will make it will fry your brain. <clears throat> it will actually fry your brain. It is that stupid. Moving on! <laughs> because uh, I have nowhere else right. to the United States men's national team, powered by goals from Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney, beat the Mexican national team, Dosa Cero. For those of you who don't know Spanish very well, two to zero on Friday night to have their have the first clean sweep and three o three to nothing calendar year against the Mexican national team in history, and that was the first. Clean sweep in the series, the series that has been going on since 1934. The first clean sweep in the series since 1936. You were um, very pumped about this. I was I excited. Too. I loved it. I loved all of this. If you guys want any 
more um want to know how excited I was about this go back and watch um last week's backdoor cover while the game was going on um specifically the the ending bit the the last, like the last little bit the last 20 15 minutes or so yeah um it's hilarious because of a draw against Jamaica last night and Mex or Canada team Canada beating Mexico um the United States is now Second in World Cup qualifying for our re- for the Concacaf Con- region, our region here in America, um, in this portion of the world, um, the United States, import- more importantly, is now 17 wins, six draws, and nine losses against Mexico since 2000, since the year 2000. Um, however, in the overall series dating back to 1934, they are 22 wins, 15 draws, 36 losses. Still pretty solid. Yeah. And honestly, with the way the trajectories both programs are going, um, you look at the Mexican national team, they just lost to Canada. That hasn't happened in in, me, in meaningful soccer. That has not happened in 10 years, I think. 10, 10 plus years, if I remember correctly. Canada was favored in that game. Think about that. Which just doesn't Think happen. about that. Canada was favored to win a soccer game over Mexico. What yeah. world are we living in? Usually here in um, CONCACAF region in terms of soccer, it's Mexico, U.S. at the top, and then Canada, a very distant third, and then everybody else. Fucking Canada, man. And, there you go. I bet, Jeff, I bet Jeff is pumped for that. Um, also, a bit more on the 3-0 year, the three wins, zero losses, zero ties year against Mexico. Um, one came in World Cup qualifying, one came in Gold Cup, um, a Gold Cup final, and one came in the CONCACAF Nations League final. All three of them major event, major tournament wins for the United States. Big stuff. <clears throat> Very excited. Very excited for the future of the U- U.S. men's national team. Looking, looking pretty good. Um, I'll take this last bit of news. Actually, uh, you want to take this piece of news? And I'll talk Not about really. The, uh, I don't know much about what what was said. There's so not I, a lot to know about this. It's just that. What it's pretty much what I typed. All right. Well, we'll throw this in there. Justin Thomas says that uh, Tiger Woods is only going to return to competitive golf, of course, after he had the uh, terrible car accident. Uh, if he can play well. Is there is there anything to anything to add anything more? Um, that? really, the only other thing to add is Tiger was last seen a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, um, at his at a golf tournament his son was playing on. He was able. Uh, Justin said Justin Thomas, a close friend of Tiger's. Um, See, that I didn't know. He yeah, they I talk mean, a lot. Were, I figured they were like decent, you know friends or whatnot but I, I don't know how close they are they talk a lot um tiger apparently is just enjoying being a dad right now and he was last seen about two hey, weeks Brown. ago if i remember correctly at one of his son's golf tournaments a he was on crutches he was able to get around well he still did need the aid of crutches though but he is enjoying being a dad well, that's good <clears throat> good for tiger glad he's somewhat all right at the time um 
I will take this bit of news because I did watch the F1, most of the F1 race. I missed like the first five laps. I unfortunately only caught maybe the last 20. Okay, because of the, the stupidity going on with the Lions and Steelers. Fucking hell. We'll get, we'll get to that. We will fucking get to that. Lewis Hamilton won the Brazilian Grand Prix this past weekend by about 10.49 seconds, 10.5 seconds, something like that. It was uh, always Lewis. After starting 10th, uh, Lewis had some drama this weekend. He, Holy fuck, did he? He finished first in qualifying for the sprint, um, the sprint race that was going to set the grid. Sprint race Saturday that was going to set the grid for Sunday. Yep. Um, side note: I do enjoy the sprint races. They make they make um, make Saturdays a bit more fun. Yeah, I like them. <clears throat> um, I I wouldn't want them every weekend. No, um, it, it'd be like too much of a good thing. I like them I think, at tracks like this. At tracks yes, that are that they're good for, I like. You know, sprinkled in amongst the schedule, these sprint these Saturday sprints are are a good time. They're a lot of fun. But anyhow, so it was already known at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the weekend that Lewis was gonna take a five place grid penalty because of the uh, engine change. Yep. Um however, apparently because he had a unregulated occurrence with his DRS on Friday. Yeah. I don't even really recall what all it was about. Apparently it's just something with his DRS system was illegal. Yeah, something that the FIA did not uh, did not appreciate. They didn't uh, even really tell us what it what 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 it was. So just uh it's yeah. That would require the FIA being transparent, which is something they're not good at. Yeah, it doesn't exist with them. Um, so that qualifying, he qualified first for, um, the sprint race on Saturday. That got completely DQ'd, so he had to start in 20th. Sure did. He finished fifth in the sprint race on Saturday. Because of the five-place grid penalty, he dropped to 10th. Mm. And he had himself a race. I mean, I can't even, I'm, I, you can't even be shocked by it. Like that's such a Lewis Hamilton thing to go out there and do. Like, there's nobody out there on the grid. I don't think that could do what Lewis did. Nobody. No, I honestly, Max could possibly do it. I don't even know if Max can do it right now. Maybe, maybe down the road in his career. I mean, talk about just bounce back after bounce yeah like he had himself some drama uh moving on with the rest of the podium unless you have anything else to say i mean just it's just incredible Um, i mean i'm not the biggest lewis hamilton fan but i mean you you can't just disregard the greatness that that we're seeing with him crazy i'm moving on with the rest of the podium max verstappen did finish second after i believe starting on pole um, if I remember correctly, and Valtteri Bottas, uh, or was it no? Was it Valtteri who finished? It was, on, Valtteri finished on pole or started on pole. Yeah, Valtteri, I do believe won the sprint. So yeah, he he won the sprint. I think it was Max Max the second. Um, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, Valtteri finished third. However, the big um also <laughs> Max Verstappen got I believe a fifty thousand dollar fine from the FIA for um 
breaking Park Farm regulations and bumping into the back of Lewis's car on Friday. Huh. That happened. I know I know Lewis was under some investigations as well. Something about to what, taking his uh seatbelts off on the I don't know if they call it the same thing in, in F one, but the cool down lap. Yeah. Um I don't know if he got anything with that. I'm glad there were no for for both Lewis and Max. I'm glad there were no points taken away. Like yeah, Lewis is getting like a a ten thousand dollar fine for taking his um seatbelt off in the end lap, which apparently is something the FIA is cracking down on this year. (laughs) Like oh oh okay whatever. However, the biggest news from the race weekend. This I don't like. I do not like this. Is that. Team Mercedes, Mercedes as a whole, is wanting an investigation on Max Verstappen's defensive move in lap 48 on whatever turn it was. I can't remember what turn it was now. One, two, three, I believe turn four. Okay, that sounds about right. Um, That sent him and Lewis very wide. Very, very wide. They were, I mean... Lewis was probably 30 feet off uh, into the runoff area. Yeah, and Max was Max about 29. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, yeah, they were they were both they were both off the track a little bit. But, there uh, you know. according to Mercedes there was some supposed contact there. Um however, what kind of gets what frustrates me why I don't like it in interviews both Lewis and Max thought it was a good move. Was a clean move. Well, and I don't remember who at Mercedes had said this. I don't know if it was Toto or, or somebody, but they're like, you know, we wanna we wanna win stuff on the track, and it's like you you already won. Like, what do you? I I, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, just, yeah, just like, reaching, at, reaching at straws. They're trying to trying to get points deducted. Apparently, Mercedes says they had. Um, someone on Mercedes says they have new damning ev- damning evidence against um yeah max and again both lewis and max didn't have any i mean max of course wasn't really gonna have an issue with it no lewis doesn't really didn't really seem to have an issue with it no and i think that you know they're they're just both they're just both racers and i don't think they want stuff like that to to be really a thing you know like they they want to have it all play out on the track and somebody people at mercedes don't agree with that apparently because they said they that they have I, if I, you go out go back and watch it it was 100 percent. it wasn't like uh, max was swerving around right he made if he would have made one defensive move and then changed that into a second or third then we have problems. Yeah, because the rules say you can't do. You make one in, in turns. You make one move, and he. But he made one move. He didn't make two or three. Yeah. He was I'm not. Sure. He had control of the car. You're perfectly allowed to to, to make that one move. Yeah. So and, I don't know. I don't. I don't like him. Yeah. Moving on, I'll let you take care of this because you read this and you know more about all of this than I do. Yes. So one of my favorite things um, in motorsports 
I mean, the offseason, uh, shorter in motorsports than anywhere else, but silly season, as it's called in NASCAR, it's probably not called that in F1. It kind of is. But it's the same, same, same scenario. Just the movement of drivers to different teams, the creation of new teams, crazy stuff like that. I figured we'd, we'd do a bit of a rundown for what's happened in both F1 and NASCAR to this point. And uh, just just get that out of the way. And then if anything else comes around, uh, we can update it uh, in future episodes. Not much in the world of F1 right now. A lot of teams like sticking with, the, with their lineups from this season. Uh, Ferrari, McLaren, uh, teams like that. They're, they're pretty much sticking with what they got. Uh, so what we know for F1, we have three. And that's uh, Kimmy. Well, I guess four technically. Kimmy Raikkonen uh, retiring. Valtteri Bottas is going to be replacing him at Alfa Romeo. We knew that. Yep. Um, and we knew that uh, going to Mercedes to replace Bottas was George Russell moving over from Williams. But one that broke and what really spawned all of this was uh, out of nowhere. The other Alfa Romeo seat uh, was taken by Guan Yu Zhou, a uh, Formula Two uh, driver right now. A couple times race winner over there in F2. Uh, he's replacing Italian Jesus, Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, so I'm going to say... Really real, I'm, go ahead. I, I'm just... I, I, I feel bad for Antonio. It's, you know, kind of like, uh, like how people were feeling uh, with Esteban Ocon when he got bumped from Renault. Like, yeah, that just sucks. Like, <clears throat> you hate it. But, like, so but, I, um... First off to uh, Zhao, good for him. He's not, he's a solid driver. Um, first Chinese driver in F1, good for him. Yeah, which I couldn't believe. I really could not believe that 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 he's the first. Like that's insane. Like in a in a sport like like in a, a sanctioning body like NASCAR, of course you wouldn't expect it. But like in F1, I mean F1s. Got a very diverse history, so <clears throat> um, this one was very this one was very bizarre to me. I I was shocked by that. However, uh, again for Giovinazzi, I rough. I think he will find AC eventually again. Yeah, I don't think he's done in F one by any means. This isn't uh, Marcus Erickson. I don't think Giovinazzi's coming over to race an IndyCar or anything like that. Uh, but um, uh, it, it is good for Guan Yu Zhou. Yep. Um, like uh, I know a lot of the a lot of the comments of this move were that he's they think he's a pay driver. They're calling him Mazepin 2.0. Um, I don't see that. I I think I think uh, Joe actually has some talent. Wins he he he's better than Mazepin. He, I mean easily. <clears throat> I I mean, do I think he's gonna I, be I, an elite F1 driver? And I don't know. But he's not a terrible. He's gonna finish races. Which yeah, what yeah, Maze Pins finished what two this year? I don't know. It doesn't feel like a lot. I know he finished he I know he finished Brazil. <laughs> I I I don't see him on that same level. I mean I mean and and you look at across the grid, I mean, you got pay drivers all over the place. Like Lance Stroll and Daddy Stroll. Like that's the only yeah. reason that Lance has a ride. I mean it's all over the place. Yeah. There's only like a couple drivers on the grid that aren't yeah. necessarily pay drivers. I mean, it's just, it's just a thing in motorsports. 
Um, and complaining about it doesn't do any good. I mean, money talks and, and runs these programs, so it is what it is. I do still hate the Haas stuff. That that will never be good to me. <laughs> um, but we move on to NASCAR, and we have a metric fuck ton yeah. of things to Roll talk about. Yeah, roll it. So we got... Uh, these are in order by car number. Uh, so we'll start off with Starcom Racing. They are shutting down. Uh, this isn't relatively new. Uh, this was broke a couple weeks ago now. Um, they have uh, sold their charter uh, to 2311 Racing. But initially, it was it was going to go to Spire. Uh, that was interesting. I, it would have been nice to see Spire have the two charters to run the uh, 7 and the 77 with LaJoy and whoever they want to throw in that 77. Would have been nice to see, but uh, don't hate it going to 2311. We'll get to uh, the driver who will be driving that second 2311 car in a little bit. Uh, Ross Chastain will be moving sort of to Trackhouse Racing, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, they are no more. <clears throat> and the uh, charter that went along, one of the charters that went along uh, with it, has uh, has gone to... Uh, what now? Stop you for one second. Apparently, Spire still has the char Starcom charter, but they're leasing leasing it to twenty three eleven. Ah, see, <clears throat> that's interesting. I did not know that, and I didn't see that anywhere. But that would make sense. I'm glad that's I looked good. over at a Twitch chat for a second. I got the notes up, so I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I because I, I got to read all this stuff off. But uh, but that's that's very good. Uh, so Ross Chastain will be at Trackhouse, the second Trackhouse car, uh, alongside Daniel Suarez. Uh, that's good. Presumptively the number one car. I would assume that would move over uh, to Ganassi, or from Ganassi to Trackhouse. You would think. <clears throat> Who knows? They might do They might do something wild. You never know. Uh, something we've known about for a very long time, and that's Brad Keselowski uh, joining Roush Fenway Racing uh, with an ownership stake involved. They have uh, now rebranded as rfk racing rosh fenway keselowski and uh, just released the uh paint scheme of the car that they uh have been or will be and have been testing i would assume there was some testing going on today so i don't know if uh rfk was out there with keselowski in the sixth car but uh you know <clears throat> people people saw the car and they, they hate it because of course the number placement they slid the number up uh right below the a post right behind the uh the front wheel it's growing on me. I kind of like it. <clears throat> and especially because, at least for this test car, the six car had chrome numbers, which is something that hasn't even been allowed in NASCAR for a very long time. That was really cool to see. And I hope they keep that uh, once they get, like, an actual paint scheme with sponsors and everything, because that RFK scheme that uh, um, they revealed the other day <clears throat> will not be their paint scheme uh, for the regular season. Need some sponsors on that thing. Uh, but that's very cool. Um, and uh, I'd like, they changed up the six fonts on that car. It's love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, replacing Brad at um, Penske <clears throat> is going to be Austin Sindrick, who was inches away from another Xfinity championship. Uh, lost out to Daniel Hamrick. We talked about that when it happened. Oh, boy. Um, so, Cindric goes to the two car. Uh, Penske will have the two of Cindric, 22 of Logano, 12 of Ryan Blaney. Um, 
Uh, it's good for Cindric. I mean, he's been he's been dominating the Xfinity series last couple seasons, um, and good for him. <clears throat> so he deserves the ride, and um, you know it was going to take something. Logano wasn't going anywhere. I didn't think Delaney was going anywhere, uh, but Brad wanted to leave. He went and found Roush, and they did their deal. So Cindric to the two car. Uh, something that I'm pretty pumped about. I don't know how uh, you know successful. They'll be uh, right off the bat, but I think they'll get there eventually, and that's Colleg Racing. Uh, they've had an Xfinity program for the last couple of years and have been really, really good with uh, drivers like Justin Haley, who will run the 16 car for them uh, full-time next season, and uh, A.J. Allmendinger, of course. I mean, ran a full-time Xfinity Series schedule, won the nonsense earlier this season. Cup. <clears throat> Absolute crazy stuff there, but Justin Haley will run the 16 car full-time. Uh, something we've talked about in a much different light. Harrison Burton replaces Matt Benedetto in the Wood Brothers 21. Fuck Matt Benedetto. All I'm uh, gonna say is I um I don't I don't watch NASCAR. I have zero anything in NASCAR. Zero anything stake of anything of any of I don't like NASCAR. I just don't. I have zero involvement <laughs> in NASCAR. But the fact that Matt Benedetto is out is fucking good. Yeah, I mean, just the. Did you, did you ever watch the the video where he's like almost in tears because he because of the stupid shit that he was doing? Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I can't I can't feel bad for him. That's all. That's all self inflicted there, bud. Like, I'm probably going to mispronounce some of this next bit. I can I can guarantee you, Team Ezeberg out of nowhere <clears throat> will make a uh, part-time uh, debut next year and this name is going to be Loris Hesemans zero idea <laughs> how to pronounce that um, and uh, uh, Jacques Villeneuve that's somebody that you uh, <clears throat> a name that you should be familiar to you yeah I'm, this, is, you this is a surprise right well he's, he's run a little bit in NASCAR uh uh, you know, road courses, stuff like that. And that will be where uh, Team Hesberg will be running for the most part as road courses and maybe some short tracks. Uh, so cool stuff there. Always good to have new teams in. And with the uh, next-gen car coming, that's kind of what it's meant to do, you know, make things a little bit cheaper, um, allow, allow for a little bit more teams to, to come into the sport. So good stuff there. <laughs> I'm sure you're very upset about this next one. Um... Apparently Jacques is no longer involved with that team. Something apparently broke. Uh, this that's why I'm seeing in Twitch chat. When the hell did this happen? I'm trying to figure that out right now. God damn it! I was excited about that. I read that and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." NASCAR.com should probably change that. Um, that's why I'm attempting to find out right now. Damn it! Um, fast pasta. Let's Anthony see. Anthony Alfredo. Go ahead. Uh, sponsorship money, apparently. That makes sense. Thank that you, Ash. <laughs> yep. I mean, apparently knows more than we do. Ash, <laughs> uh, she likes NASCAR. Hey, there we go. Good, good. I mean, I'd say it's a good spot for you then, but I'm the only one that talks NASCAR. <laughs> Christ. Um, Anthony Alfredo <clears throat> will not be returning to the front row motorsports number 38 uh, car. No replacement is named there. Um, I feel like every it felt like every race that I tuned into, um, which was the majority of them, that 
fucking green 38 car was involved in some sort of crash. I, it's just <laughs> like, I know that's not factual, but it's just what I what it felt like. It's always fucking crashing. <clears throat> um, so, uh, future remains um, unspecified, I do believe, for Anthony Alfredo. We'll see where he winds up. Um, something I'm very excited about because it is one of my favorite names in possibly all of sports. It isn't his real first name, but Booty Barker will remain the crew chief for Bubba Wallace and the number 23 team after uh, the midseason switch that saw 23-11 win their first race, win Bubba Wallace's first race. Um, and good for Booty Barker, man. <clears throat> Been around the sport a long time, and uh, more success hopefully coming their way. Uh, JTG Darty Racing, they will be cutting back to a one-car team, <clears throat> which means Ryan Priest is a free agent, uh, as Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has already announced he's staying in the 47. Uh, so the 37 is no more. We'll see where Priest winds up. I'd imagine he goes somewhere, um, but it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. Uh, Kurt Busch, there's that other 2311 team that we were talking about. They, uh, Kurt Busch has moved on from Chip Ganassi Racing after they have sold and will be driving the number 45 car for 2311, which is very interesting because that was a, <clears throat> that was the number that Michael Jordan wore in like that one weird game that he came, like came out of retirement. When he came out of retirement, I think he wore 45. Very interesting. So the 45 car for 2311, uh, Monster Energy appears to have come over from Ganassi with Kurt Busch. And uh, we'll see how uh, involved they are, see if it's a, a big deal. <clears throat> NASCAR these days, you run into a different paint scheme every week, it seems, because you got a different sponsor, but we'll see. And the last bit of news that I have for now, I tried to find everything. I might have missed something. Clearly, I missed some things. <clears throat> but uh, Ty Dillon will be making his return to the Cup Series as he becomes the first ever full-time driver for GMS Racing, who's had success in... Uh, the truck series, uh, I mean, good, good for them. It's kind of like kind of the same deal as colleague, you know, a uh, team that started out in the lower series and GMS just continued to, to work it, work their way on up. So good for him. Good for Ty Dillon. Uh, I like Ty Dillon way more than Austin. Dillon. I'll tell you that right. Now. Um, so take a drink of water, catch your breath. You did Bye. miss one. <laughs> Apparently. What did I miss? Um, Natalie Decker oh. appears to be in line for a full-time Xfinity ride next year. Just no reports oh, on what team. I didn't. Uh, I didn't touch Xfinity. Oh, okay. That explains that then. Okay, so we would have we would have been here forever. Oh, there, fair enough. Way more, way more moves in Xfinity than uh, than anything else. But good for Natalie Decker. Um, I'll take these last three pieces of news. Um, because I think that's all we got. Because I done some research in all of these, and I did the <laughs> write up for this, all three of these. This next one. Fucking good one. Oh. Um, so starting off, the University of Washington f fires their head ball coach, Jimmy Lake. Uh, Lake was on suspension for striking a player during their game against Oregon last week. Um, it was a very interesting, interesting scenario there. Uh, he did not even really get to serve that suspension. Well, he, no. he did. He served the one game and then just got fired after it. <laughs> The Washington I mean, Huskies. That's in the realm of take two weeks off and quit. Yeah, that's <laughs> essentially what they said. Um, Washington Huskies started 19th this season in the AP. 
They were a favorite to win the Pac-12 and make the college football playoff. However, they've gone four and five this year, seven and six in his tenure. Uh, there are reports coming out of Seattle, out of Washington there, that Jimmy Lake uh, had no allies, had very few allies. He was handpicked by uh, Gary Peterson there. And even then, Gary Peterson left. He didn't leave, leave the program. He's a special advisor or whatever to the uh, Washington Huskies, special athletic advisor to the Washington Huskies or the athletic director of the Washington Huskies, who the fuck knows. Um, he had very few allies in the program and his recruiting efforts were some of the worst they had ever seen. In fact, I have a quote here. Oh no. <laughs> um, that I thought was comical. It was just comical. I gotta go find, I had a quote. And it was, let's see, where did it go? Where did it go? And let's let's be clear on one thing with Jimmy Lake. It's not like he he didn't he didn't go and swing at a player on the no. sideline with like a closed fist, but he did. He gave him he gave him a shove. <clears throat> Which you just can't do in this day and age. No, um, and I don't really think you ever really could. I mean, you probably well, could no. get away with it, but it still wasn't probably seen as something that was a thing that you should do. Looked like he went, like he he went and targeted that one that one specific player. Looked like yeah, I, I don't know. <clears throat> like what they were trying to keep the the team on the sideline or something, and he just he just gave. I it can't up. find I, that. I don't know. I can't find that quote anymore. It was comical because they were comparing him to uh, one of the worst coaches in Washington football history. Fucking who? I don't um, know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not brushed up on my Washington football. Like Ty uh, Harrington or whatever. Why does that name sound familiar? It really. Tyler. Does. It was like Ty. It's something. I can't remember who it was right off the top of my head, but. I want yeah, one of the worst coaches in Washington football history. I mean, they went out and they they lost to Montana in that first game of the year. That, that shit was wild. That hurt Michigan's fucking resume. I'll tell you that because that was supposed to be a big game. Yeah, they were supposed to be they were supposed to be ranked and we weren't supposed to be ranked. And well, we still weren't ranked. Tyrone Willing Willingham. There we go. That's what it was. Okay, then that name just means something. Yeah, Ty I, I Tyrone Willingham. There, that's what. They were comparing to, comparing to, uh, him to Willingham, who uh, his best season was five and seven. That's what they were. They are comparing. What, what they're saying is is that he's the Washington football version of Rod Marinelli. Yes. I will never forgive Rod Marinelli for what he did. Fucking zero and sixteen head coach. Um. R.I.P. I'm going to go to the other one in the coaching, big one in the college football coaching carousel before I get to this last piece. Yeah. Uh, this happened a couple, I believe yesterday. The Virginia Tech Hokies also fired their head ball coach, Justin Fuente. Fuente was 43 and 31 at Virginia Tech, one, made it to one ACC championship game. Uh, they lost to Clemson. That was back in 2016. That'll happen. They were one and three in bowl games. None of them were bowl game, were major games. They were the Belk Bowl, which was a win. The um, Military Bowl. The Camping Worldwide Bowl. And then the Belk Bowl. The Camping World what bowl? Camping Worldwide Bowl. 
Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait until we do bowl game picks to go through. No, it was just the camping world bowl. I'm sorry. I was gonna say what? What the fuck is camping worldwide? Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Um. Those are those two. Yeah. Um. I, I wanna... cannot wait. Cannot wait for bowl game picks. Fuck. The names of these bowl games are. Just get they get more hilarious as the year every year. On. Fuck. Um. So we'll talk. I want to talk about these two first. Uh, a, the Washington Fire. This is honestly a rough look. If you're hope, if you're a Michigan fan, hope, and we'll talk about this in in length, depending on what happens these next few weeks with Michigan football. Obviously. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of rough look if you're a Michigan fan hoping Harbaugh's time at Michigan begins to come to an end soon. Because it's what... not. We already know it's not. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Harbaugh's time obviously Harbaugh's time is not going to be coming to an end anytime soon no matter what happens. I mean, he's probably he's going to be there until he retires. It's just probably the way it is. Yeah. Um this the Washington fire is a of Jimmy Lake's rough look because honestly with what the Michigan athletic program has done with wanting Michigan men as coaches has made don't, don't think that'll happen again but I, I don't like, think it will either I mean, after everything's Robert, come out about Bo Schembechler and him being a, exactly, a scum exactly. lord you want to move away from that I mean um, that, that would be that would be the smart way to go. And and truth be told, like I said, we're out of Michigan men. Whatever that Less means. Less Miles? Like, no. Do <laughs> not. Do not give me Less Miles. I was say, he's the only one left. Eight years ago, maybe I would have said yes. Now, hell no. He's the only one left. Um, He did. He was uh, almost our head coach over Brady Hoke, but that, yeah. that broke down. Yeah, that, that, that actually happened. Um, Because... You got everything going on right now. You got USC that has supposedly has a job opening. There's talks about uh, James Franklin going to USC. Talks about Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon to possibly go to USC. If USC wants James Franklin, then holy fuck, get ready for some disappointment there, boys. Well, yeah. Um, James Franklin. James Franklin makes Jim Harbaugh look great. Yeah, and that's hard to do at like times. James- James Franklin. We'll talk about James. Absolutely. We'll talk about the James Franklin Jim Harbaugh matchup here shortly. We sure will. Um, you got the job down in in Baton Rouge opened up. LSU has their job opening up here in a couple weeks. You got what? In all honesty, should happen. The job in Florida. Dan Mullen should be losing his job soon. Oh my God! I know it's not in the. I know it's not in the top 25, but that fucking Florida game. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Neil Brown at know. West Virginia should be losing his job soon because West Virginia has not been good. It's. I mean, obvious, West Virginia is not on the same level of. No, they're not a powerhouse. Of Washington, where Wa- University of Washington is every has every year been a early season favorite to make it to the college football playoff or they've been one of those teams ever since jake locker was there man it feels like they've been they've been up at that level but yeah um, they've been there usc is yeah this year just i don't know uh usc is a high power program 
Florida LSU. Well, well sort of. They're not really. They're, they're high, high profile program. They're a high high profile or a high power in the same way that Michigan's high power. You know. Um. Just it's just one of the it's it's like it's like Duke or Kentucky in basketball. Yeah. You know, like they, whether they're good or bad, they are going to. It's they they're just. Yeah, they are what they, they are. They are high profile pro USC high profile program, LSU in normal years. I th again, I've said it a lot on this show. I think the players have kind of quit on Ed Ogeron because, well, apparently he's kind of a scumbag. Well, that and I don't, I don't know that team itself is not good. This um, no, not good this year. Um, LSU normally one year under Orgeron because they got they got Joey Burrow. Yeah, that one year they. But in normal years, they they're a top three SEC team, top four SEC team, always in contention for the SEC titles. Just Alabama's a nuclear powered buzzsaw. And then same thing with the Florida Gators; they're a top, usually a top four team, unless they have a really bad year. They just have to run into that Alabama, that nuclear powered buzzsaw of Alabama. All of those programs, right now, because of how Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines, because of what the um, and obviously it should be changing soon, just because of everything that's come out about Bo Schembechler being the person he is. Oh, the the Michigan man stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, we I I've I, we've we've been over this the last number of years with that with that phrase. We don't even know what it means. No one no one knows what it means. Apparently, it might like, mean it might mean that you're a scumbag that hides sexual assault. <laughs> Like lifelong, lifelong Michigan fan, and I couldn't tell you what Michigan man means other than you went to Michigan. Yeah, like I, um, I, I don't. I mean, Bo, I don't. Bo didn't go to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, unfortunately, that Michigan job has kind of lost some prestige, in my opinion, just because of what the athletic department's done with. We want Michigan men and only Michigan men. It's. That, I don't think. Whenever that job is open again, I don't think that's the direction they take. Uh, what are we talking about uh, with the Michigan man thing? It's something the University of Michigan Wolverines have used to um, what, describe I, certain coaches yeah. that have ties so, to the program somehow. Okay, so what – I'm going to try and boil this down because – the best that I can, because like I said, I still don't entirely know what it means. At the at the heart of the entire conversation, I got on a side tangent about the coaching carousel. So, Michigan man is a phrase that is used for coaches and or players, I suppose. Probably more more so coaches. Really, really not not players a lot. Um, that have ties to Bo Schembechler when he was there and the coaching tree that he left. So, like, Bo, Bo retired. Then it was Gary Moeller. And then it was Lloyd Carr. Then, out of nowhere, we went, who were both assistants, Carr and uh, Moeller were both assistants for, um, for Bo. And then, from that, we had we well, there's the Rich Rod experience, which was he was not a Michigan man. He was not a Michigan man. We got away from that, and it and it didn't work. So that's when they went back to it, and they had Brady Hoke, who was an assistant for Carr, 
and Jim Harbaugh, who played for both. Like that's yeah. that's what it means. But I mean, all of the all of the things that have come out now about Bo and the program and hiding uh, sexual assault, then, all of that good shit. Back then, yeah, all that stuff. Um, that was not public knowledge at the time. So I don't yeah. think that when that job is ever open again, I, I mean, like I said, there's none left. What are you, what, what are we gonna do? Like, it, it, since say Josh Gaddis is the OC for Jim Harbaugh, who is the quote unquote Michigan man, is Josh Gaddis now a Michigan man? <laughs> who the hell knows? Like, right, it, it, nobody very, knows. The term makes no sense. I want it as far away from my program as possible. Um, I I never liked it. Now I really hate it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never been a fan of it. Um, but yeah, to wrap my point up about like the Wolver the, the athletic department kind of killed some of the prestige with that job of oh we want Michigan men. Hopefully they get away from it, just because I think Michigan will. man will forever be tied to. Will now forever be tied with a lot of people. At least I could definitely say me. I'm sure I, you could say the same thing. We'll be tied with all of the not great things Bo did while a head coach. Yep, for sure. And that's uh, like that's why I say like I never liked it because I always thought it was stupid. And now I I can't stand it because now that's associated with the things that Bo covered up. Yeah. So um, I, I want I want nothing to do with with Michigan men, whatever the fuck that is, ever again. So it could be bleak for Harbaugh to get fired. Obviously, it's not going to happen anyway. He's, um, he's not kidding. In a year where this team was expected to be nothing, and he's what nine and one now? Right now, currently nine and one. Yep. <clears throat> currently nine and one. Maryland and Ohio State to go. Yep. Um, it's it, he ain't getting fired. Not um. And then move on to the slightly smaller scale, uh, Virginia Tech firing Justin Fuente. Obviously, anyone looking at possibly that Michigan would look to hire isn't going to look at someone that VT might want. Um, no, hard no, to say. Not on, that, not on that level. I would uh, same thing, like Neil Brown at West Virginia. West Virginia is just not quite there anymore. Um, they just aren't. However, and obviously, we'll, when Neil Brown gets fired, it'll, we'll talk about that because – I th- I personally think it's not too far down the road. Um, <laughs> this, and a lot of people criticize this when Scott Frost got that contract extension. Nebraska, Nebraska, well, a lot of Nebraska fans were very unhappy with it. Really? Because a lot of Nebraska fans think that Scott Frost is not the one. Um, I don't know. I think he gets he gets a lot out of the players that he has. Yes. I I I don't. This is a um. But last year you want to fire Scott Frost, sure. But they've been in they've been in a lot of games with you know top ten teams right now. So. This like this extension by Scott Frost is kind of or extension of Scott Frost by Nebraska is kind of genius because who are they gonna find? Well, that's kind with of how many with the, with uh, firing Harbaugh as well? Like, who are you gonna get that's that's better? Yeah, with all of the jobs that are open, who are you, that are open or will be open, who are you gonna find? Because right, like 
there are rumors James that Franklin, if James Franklin is a top candidate for USC, I mean Penn State I don't opens up. That. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Penn State opens up. Uh, Luke Fickle could leave Cincinnati. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think it happens this year. No. Mario Cristobal. There are rumors of him leaving. Like, where's he going to go? Well, that's the thing. Is no one really knows. It's just that right now he that Oregon Ducks team was kind of dead in the water for a little bit, and then he they are he's good again. They're good again. I I don't know. Uh, moving on to the final bit of news. Uh, the Dolan family, owners of the Cleveland Baseball Club. Mostly because, well, legal proceedings over the name Guardians, which is still an awful name, um, <laughs> legal proceedings with a roller derby team uh, don't officially end until Friday, even though apparently uh, both the roller derby team and the Cleveland baseball club, Cleveland baseball team, will both be named the Guardians. Uh, that does not what take. sounded like. Does not end or take. The proceedings there do not end officially and take effect until Friday. But the Cleveland Guardians, owner of the Cleveland Guardians, Paul Dolan, is willing to sell up to 40% of the team. A stake um, up, a, up to is, 40% of stake in the team. Is the Dolan family the sole owner of the Indians? Currently, Baseball yes. Baseball club, Guardians, whatever they are. Um, currently, yes. They ha- the most recent owner that was not in the Dolan family was... One second... Because the name the name forgets me. He owns the Royals now, or is one of the owners of the Royals now? Patrick Mahomes. No. The what? Patrick Mahomes is a part owner owner of the Royals. I was just being stupid. Uh no. Um, John Sherman. Okay. John Sherman is the um, uh, primary owner of the Royals. So, in other words. The Dolan family and James Dolan, or Paul Dolan, Paul Dolan. sorry, wrong Dolan, <clears throat> wrong Dolan, um, is willing to sell. I'm surprised he's not selling like 49.9%. Right. Like just enough to keep that controlling stake. <laughs> like what? How do you come up with a number of 40%? Well, so, so they he still has the controlling stake. Then. For, um, so John Sherman who is a originally from Kansas city. He went and he was a part owner. He owned 30% of the Cleveland Indians back up until 2019. He then went and bought, uh, the major the overwhelming majority of the Kansas city Royals, uh, back in 2019. So for the past two years, they've just had this kind of 30% stake that the Dolans do own, but they were willing to sell. So they just stopped the 40. <laughs> yeah. He's Paul Dolan decided to uh um he wanted to spice the deal up and sell a, sell up an extra 10%. Oh. In other words, yes, he still has a controlling percentage of the ownership. Um the reason this makes news though is because after Sherman left and sold his share back to the Dolans, no a lot of uh Sports baseball fans in Cleveland thought that the Dolans were just going to own the team until the end of time. I I am sure that you would prefer that they don't. <laughs> I would be extremely happy if they don't. Let's move on to uh, college football recap. All 
righty. Because I have a lot of things to say about the Dolans, but I'm not going to because they're terrible owners. I mean, from the outside, I can't disagree with it. They're they're horrible. Um, I mean, James Dolan, people, Paul Dolan, both of them of their prospective teams. People, fucking terrible. People criticize um, uh, Chris Illich for the last few years, owner of the Tigers and the Red Wings, of not wanting to spend money on the Tigers when they were like in a rebuilding state. Like Paul Dolan's Dolan even family. worse. Dolan family ain't ain't spending money no matter what. The Indians were like, one game away from winning the World Series in 2016, and they were contenders in 2017 and 2018. Made the playoffs, won the AL Central both years, and Dolan's just that. Let's keep selling. Let's keep getting rid of players. Like, how long is Jose Ramirez under contract? Uh, one more year, one or two more years, something like that. Yeah, it's not looking good for Jose. Nope. Or maybe it is. It probably is looking good for Jose. He's like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, it's looking good for him and Fran Mill, but goodness. Uh, moving um, on. Nope. One one last bit. And this isn't actually in the notes that I did. I just want to mention. Okay. Uh, Detroit Tigers signed Eduardo Perez. Oh, I thought you were gonna say are not getting Justin Verlander. Uh, well, I was getting there. Yes, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. Nobody saw Verlander re-signing with the Astros. Literally nobody. A one-year, $25 million deal. Um, I'm going to assume that the the Tigers just were not interested would be my assumption. Like, they didn't want to bring him back. Coming off to Tommy John being out for as long as he has been i mean you always get him next year if he goes out and balls out but so i don't know why because worst case scenario put him in the bullpen and you actually have a bullpen pitcher right and bullpen has to be addressed for the tigers as well but uh no big <clears throat> sorry did i say eduardo perez yes i went to eduardo ramirez Christ. <laughs> it took me a minute to, i, I was don't like, want I don't want Eduardo Perez, please. Eduardo, or not Ramirez either. Rodriguez, Christ. I'm a terrible fan. But, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's a nice little warning shot to to the rest of uh, baseball that the Tigers are looking to spend some money. Carlos Correa uh, might very well be coming to Detroit. Uh, He apparently... Uh, changed his uh, an emoji in his Twitter uh, profile. There was a little tiger there for a couple seconds, and then he, t- and then he got rid of it. I don't know. I'll believe I'm that really, when I see it. It's I'm I'm the same way. Like I I don't care if we get Correa. Correa is obviously the the big one that that I would want. Uh, but uh, whether it's Correa or Corey Seager or Marcus Simeon or even Trevor Story would be an upgrade for what we have at shortstop. So, uh, Correa's the goal, but, hey, I'd, I'd take probably any one of those four guys. Okay. Now we can move on to the NCAA recap. Moving on to the college football recap from week uh, 11, 12? Something like that. Like that? What does it say on our – it'd be week 11. 11. 11. Yeah, 11. <laughs> wow, I can't – I can't – word. Words are hard, man. I just called uh, – I just called – 
Damn it, I couldn't believe it did. Eduardo Perez. <laughs> Say, um, what? Like, it took my brain a second to register it. Um, moving on, though. The number one Georgia Bulldogs played uh, Tennessee. Georgia's defense is good. Final score is 41 to 17. Um, not, uh, not enough football points for the Tennessee Vols. The Tennessee Volunteers were supposed to be uh, – that, that Tennessee offense was supposed to be Georgia's first real test, and, well, it didn't provide much of a test. No. Moving on, the Alabama Crimson Tide scored many football points, uh, 59 to be exact. New Mexico State scored three. Uh, Alabama scored have, uh, – go ahead. As you have listed here, uh, Alabama – 59 football points new mexico state the opposite of that with three yeah um <laughs> alabama scored 49 in the first half so a win for new mexico state that they only held uh, alabama's fifth string players and the cheerleaders to 10 i um i, I it was always alabama right <laughs> they were they were minus 51 and a half <laughs> like it was always alabama you knew and and they even called off the dogs as well. They still covered. <laughs> like holy hell. Um, the Oregon Ducks, number three Oregon Ducks, played Washington State in a game that was a shit show, but it was actually kind of decent for the mo- majority of it. Oregon won thirty-eight twenty-four. Final score does not indicate how close this game. I think this, no. was, a, this was a game for the majority of it when yeah. the quarter happened. Uh, moving on, number four, Ohio State took on a team that some might ca- have called, the, or some have called the spoiler makers this year. Well, not so much. Purdue perdured. It wasn't a true perdure because they were a 19 and a half point dog. That's that's what I'm saying. It's not a, I, I maintain that this is not a perdure. It kind of is a perdure because not- their defense couldn't have stopped a, they, they, their defense couldn't have fought their way out of a brown paper bag, a wet paper bag. I mean, Ohio State just perpetually scores 59 points. I swear. <laughs> like, every final score. Almost every almost every one you just see, 59, 59, 59. 57, yeah. 59. <laughs> like, it's every fucking week. Um, uh, nuclear buzzsaw. I don't have a lot to say about this game, actually. I will talk a little bit. Purdue tried to backdoor cover a, little, a couple times. Purdue did try to backdoor cover a couple times. Anytime they got into cover, into range of covering the spread. First off, it was um, this game was all Ohio State. Yeah, like, really. Purdue never really had anything. Purdue. Oh, the only time this game was close, and you, I tweeted it. I was like, "Oh boy, looks like we're gonna have a fist fight with Purdue. This could get ugly." Um, Purdue. Ohio State went down. Um. After Purdue had a seven-yard punt, Ohio State went down and scored in three plays. Or what minute, a sentence that is. Four plays, I think. Three or four plays. Seven-yard punt. Yeah. Um, Purdue, on their ensuing offensive drive, went down, scored a touchdown. It's like, oh, boy. We could have ourselves a fist fight here. Well... And then that, that was the last chance Purdue had. Purdue, uh, Ohio State on their second drive scored a touchdown. Purdue was marching and marching and marching. And then they tried the same triple reverse screen that they ran against Michigan State that worked against Michigan State, got them 50 yards and a touchdown. 
they even brought their athlete, their second string, their athlete quarterback in. They pulled a Jim Harbaugh and decided to throw a wrinkle in and play J.J. McCarthy. Except, well, Purdue's, Purdue's quarterback wasn't J.J. McCarthy. It was some dude who I don't even know his name was. Um, I I know they have uh, Aiden O'Connell. Was it Jack Plummer? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. That's the only other Purdue quarterback I know. I honestly don't remember. But he started a couple games this year. They uh they fumbled that on the mesh and it was picked up by Dron Cage. Ohio State scored again. Um the very ensuing the very ensuing Ohio State or Ohio State kickoff. Uh one of their return men botched the fair catch, did not call a legal fair catch. And by legal I mean he didn't even get his hand above his helmet. He was his hand was at shoulder height and he was just waving it frantically. Um <laughs> That's not a call you hear very often. Yeah. He let the ball bounce. He tried to pick it up, and in the process of picking it up off the bounce, was absolutely slaughtered, fumbled it, recovered by Ohio State. Ohio State scored. This game just got out hand quick. It got ugly so quick that I walked away for a few minutes. <laughs> to go, I, wa- I, I left to go get dinner. <laughs> like I mean... You didn't miss much. I had the, I had this game on in its entirety. Oh, I did uh, too, because I was I went to um the brewery here in town and they had the, they had it on. Of <laughs> it's, just, it's just like I was sitting here watching. I was like, this is ugly. Like Ohio State, Ohio State's pass defense still is not elite. Their defense as a whole is. <laughs> Purdue's Purdue's rushing game was non-existent again. Um, they don't have one. They they really haven't. They yeah they still have it. The only reason they beat MSU is just because they are a pass heavy team. Purdue is, and MSU has one of the worst secondaries in the Big Ten. Like, uh no, they have the statistical worst. Oh, even better. They have not just in the Big Ten. They have the worst in the country. It's I. I, I mean, talked about that earlier. Christ. I mean, I really thought that we were seeing like. Uh, the emergence of Cade McNamara and the Michigan MSU game. Now he, he was just aided by literally the worst secondary yeah. um, you could possibly have. I don't have much else to say about this game. Ohio State, Ohio State's defense performed when they needed to. In that in that first half, when it was go go go, beat the fuck out of them, they did. In the second half, it wasn't great. Um, Aiden O'Connell, if I remember correctly, threw for a decent bit of yards. Um, he probably did. Let me pull up the stats real quick. They had to throw the ball to even have a shot in the game. Yeah. Like I said, it was um, Aiden O'Connell threw for 390, four touchdowns. He threw the ball 54 times. Um, CJ Stroud, on the other hand, threw 38 times, threw for 361. Less than uh, what O'Connell threw against MSU, I do believe. Yeah, well, uh, significantly less. About 210 yards less. I was going to say, didn't he throw for about damn near 500? Uh, he threw for almost 600. Jesus Christ. Um, CJ Stroud threw 38 passes, 361 yards. The biggest thing with Purdue is they don't throw the ball very far downfield. Aiden O'Connell's average completion was five and a half, six yards. <laughs> like, they don't, throw, yeah. they don't throw the ball downfield a lot. Uh, David Bell... Had 11 catches for 100 yards, but... Dud. That's a stud. Oh, he's he's elite. But... 
he didn't really get a lot going. Like, why am I getting an advertisement? Let's mute that before uh, anything bad happens. The biggest thing, Ohio State <laughs> ran the ball. Yeah, they, they uh, discovered they had that dude uh, back there named Travion Henderson. Yeah, and Mayan Williams. Uh, unfortunately, no Master Teague, I don't think. No. Uh, how much do you have to have to donate for Jordan to do a face reveal? Uh, well, he needs to get a w real webcam and real internet again. Face reveal? My face is right there. <clears throat> um, that's... My real face. That's really all I got about, um... I have... Okay, the, the disclaimer once again. I have a real webcam, but for whatever reason, my computer will not, um... It, when I, I plug it in and it had, my computer has no idea what it is it's like it's, it's problematic um, we <laughs> can my get... face is right there that is that is my real face Austin can confirm that that, that is his real face this with some sunglasses on we could get into conversations about why you don't have a working computer a real computer anymore but we'll we'll save that for a different time oh god <laughs> uh, moving on Thanks, Hobag. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, our podcast is about to get taken down of everything. Oh, well. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, Moving on. Number five, Cincinnati played South Florida in a Friday night game that I didn't watch. Well, I watched half of it because, well. You watched this game? It was the only thing on TV until uh, we did the podcast or until we did backdoor cover. And then, well, when we were doing backdoor cover, I was watching USA Mexico anyway. You could have. This game is on Friday. You could have watched SmackDown. This game started before SmackDown. Two hours before SmackDown. This game started at six. Um, you could have watched. What else is on Friday? I don't know. <laughs> um, Cincinnati beat Fuck South hell. Florida forty-five twenty-eight. Bearcats never had like full control. In fact, Florida South Florida did cover. Not much to say about it though. How do you? How do you allow twenty points? And you want to be a fucking playoff contender? Like, come on! A game that I will let Mich or let Jordan talk about. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, number six, Michigan played Penn State. I mean, Pan Penn State. Twenty-one seventeen. Penn State. I've said, and I've said all I need to say about this. Um, earlier today when I did the um did my college football top ten. Penn State or Michigan did not win this game. Penn State lost it because James Franklin's a fucking moron. Uh, Michigan should have lost if they were playing a real coach. If Penn State had a real coach and a quarterback who throws a real and they call a real play on fourth down there, um, because Jim Harbaugh's a fucking moron, Michigan loses this game. But James Franklin's a bigger idiot. You know what they say. Jordan, go ahead and take this. The stripe out was it also the uh, the stripe game for Penn State's crowd was also a dud. Apparently, it did not look great. It did not look good at all. Um, it, apparently, either people didn't know about it or or what. <laughs> How do you not know about it? It was in the news the whole week like leading half, up. Maybe they didn't care. I don't know. Ah, uh, fair but enough. But it literally didn't look like half the people that were supposed to be wearing white were, were wearing white. That's why I'm so glad this game happened to do. <clears throat> like, Penn State, whiteout, tough place to be. Um, <clears throat> to your point about Michigan not winning the game, Penn State losing it, to that I say, 
a win is a win is a win is a win. Well, that's fair. <laughs> we, that is fair. We indeed did. We we won the game. It you counted sc- on our record. You scored more um, points than them. We scored more football points. Yes, yes we did. there. There we go. We'll go with that. You scored more points than them. So. But uh, I'm going to quote you on it. You didn't beat them. You just scored more points than them. Yep. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, this was this was a tough watch. Kind of a kind of a defensive slugfest, but also an idiocy slugfest. Like I don't really know what was going on. Um, I actually, when Penn State took a 17-14 lead, uh, I passed out for about five minutes. I, I, <laughs> I went and took a little uh, five-minute power nap before eventually taking a long power nap after this. Um, it was this was interesting, and and when Penn State scored after Cade McNamara fumbled, which is not something he does very often. If, if ever it might be his first career fumble i don't know um that was very very interesting to see very disheartening i was like well there it is like this is this is msu all over again um but uh they uh they they did they did a thing i mean that's uh, the play where we scored the go ahead touchdown should not result in a touchdown that is penn state being absolute morons i'm like, going to say two things about no- that play Okay, hold on. Uh, there is no way a short five-yard crossing route should result in a touchdown to a tight end. There a 50-yard no touchdown. I was, what was it, 80, 70-some yards? I don't know what it was. I thought it was like 50-some. 50, 60-something. 50, I don't know. Long. But, like, just a crossing route. And then Eric All goes over to the sideline. And he just outruns everybody. Like, I don't know if that's James Franklin calling. I don't. I don't. He's probably not calling defensive plays, but um, I don't know if that's just a bad play call, bad execution. I don't know what that is. You can't let that happen if you're Penn State. I don't know how it did. I have zero clue. I'm happy it did. Forty-seven um, yards. <clears throat> that sounds. Yep. Okay. That's how long it was. Regardless, should not. If it's if if you're Penn State, can't happen. No. No. Like, cannot happen. That's bad. Um, game is a bit of a rough watch. Um, not a whole lot of uh, good um, things to take away from this game. Zach Sean Clifford that... seven, seven times? That's it? Well, yes. But that, I mean, you know, that's just come to be expected at this point. I mean, Hutchinson's a fucking top ten pick. David Ajabo's having a breakout season. The... the, the defensive lineman or the defensive end pairing of Ajabo and Hutchinson is absolutely incredible to watch. And I'm sure you can even appreciate that too. They're uh, solid. Because you, def- you love defense. They're solid. But, yep. Um, and it's, and it's not like it's just because Penn state isn't all that good. I mean, they've been doing this all year. Um, Ajabo even more so in recent weeks, like he's been, he's really come out and, and balled out. It's been phenomenal. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just a Big Ten game. It seems like with some idiocy at the end, like you know, defense, tough game, tough environment. Um, I go back to what Cade McNamara had said after the uh, Nebraska game, and that uh, that environment, um, you know, at night, Nebraska, um, crowds electric. Uh, past Michigan teams don't don't win that game. <clears throat> like they really I will don't. agree they with don't, that. They don't find a way to win. So I mean. Is this team drastically different 
than what they what they were before. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, they. I mean, obviously MSU happened, but I, I you know, I think they're I, they're they're better. <clears throat> and improvement under under Harbaugh is something we haven't really seen. So the fact that, that this team is is better, I don't know what it's going to mean in the long term. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, we got the Ohio State game coming up next week. Uh, Maryland, who um, we should beat, but, you know, who the I, hell knows. So I said this earlier today also. Uh, are you mostly done? I'd say I covered everything, yeah. Okay, I didn't want to steal uh, your spot here. Um, I said, so I got two things I want to say on that final touchdown. Uh, one on Michigan as a whole and, well, two on Michigan as a whole. Oh, I, that's right, the pick route. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Michigan as a whole, two things. A, um, 11 Warriors, who I talk about every once in a while on this podcast, is a Ohio State blog. Um, yes. Covers pretty much everything Ohio State. Mostly Ohio State football, but they do get into basketball and some wrestling and hockey. Um, Are we going threat level? Yes. <laughs> um, every week they have a, a, a spot uh, about Michigan football called threat level, assessing whether or not Michigan could beat Ohio State and how likely it is to happen. The person who, oh, the, who 11 Warriors has dedicated to watching Michigan games every week doesn't even know what Michigan is. <laughs> Like he even says, it's in, hard to know. He even really said is. in his in this week's blog, he's like, I don't know if Michigan's good. I don't know. He knows. I mean, he knows that we, their defensive ends are good. Either. He knows that their defensive ends are good. That's it. That's all he knows. He won't. He, he won't be able to gather anything from watching this game this weekend either. Like unless they lose. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it, um, it's a wild, wild. Scene. So I said, and now to what I said earlier on my um, top 10 show or top 10 uh, short earlier today, um, I would not be, sh- I mean, I, I don't want to say I would not be shocked if Michigan loses because be, it would be a shock if they lose to Maryland. Like, but it's not something, it's something that's not entirely out of the realm of possibility with this Michigan football team. In my opinion, um, I don't, I don't see it that way, obviously. Um, but uh, because I, 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 you know, I, I think they can give us a game for maybe half. Um, like they just, just, this Michigan team at times just tends to go out and lay eggs. Sometimes and I against just say, random opponents. I wouldn't even say the uh, the Penn State game was was laying an egg. It really wasn't good for for any team. Um, it's just it's just Big Ten football. It seemed you know kind of kind of low scoring, uh, defensive, um, and that's something I will say. Like I mean, <clears throat> you look at you. Oh, we only scored twenty one points. First off, by the way, I said hail to the field goals last week. We didn't kick a single field goal. We scored three touchdowns, which is so, honestly a uh, big surprise. <laughs> Maybe some improvement, or maybe Penn State's just weird. I don't know, but uh, it's to to the point where you don't know if Michigan's good. I don't know if Michigan's good. We'll we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out in two weeks. Yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty much how it is. Like if they can they can beat Ohio State. I mean, for, for one, so you guys need to take care of business and beat MSU. Well, yeah, like, that's the thing. That, 
that's the thing that has to happen. Set up a and and Michigan needs to beat Maryland. Set up that chance for the title. Yeah, for, a meaningful for, game. For, who, for whoever you're right. Like and you know, even to be in that spot for Michigan where the game means something, like it's for something. <clears throat> somewhere we aren't we're not in that spot too often. Right. So just for that to for that game to mean something. I hope you guys take care of business and we gotta take care of business. Just set it up. Now on to the touchdown. Patton, I want to uh uh hear you uh have some jokes about uh tuck coming and things like that. <laughs> um on to the touchdown. A I still hate it because pick routes were ran. Like Yeah. I, I don't like it. And I mean like yes, it resulted in a touchdown, so it gets a little bit more attention. But I mean, Penn State and Michigan, for for that matter, doing it the whole damn game. Big Ten ain't calling it. Yeah, from the looks, I mean, I Big Ten doesn't call pass interference anyway. Like, no, I don't know if there was a pass interference call in this game. So that that is what it is. But if you're Penn State, how the fuck do you let that happen? Like, come on. I mean, I know Eric calls a, a a freak, and he's uh, he's pretty athletic, pretty fast. But you can't allow a tight end on a five-yard cross to run to score a touchdown. 48 and yards for a touchdown. Um, And like I how? guess the, that final play Penn State ran, what the fuck are you doing there? What? what why? James, Fra- James Franklin. James, James Franklin's Franklin. an idiot. That's all I got on that. Moving on. Michigan, number seven, Michigan State played the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, well, Michigan State okay. never had like 100% control of this game, but they took care of business 40 to 21. Michi- Michigan no, State's past defense is just bad. Same sort of thing with uh, with Oregon. You know, fourth quarter, they kind of pulled away and made it uh, uh, look as if it was a bigger win than it really was. Maryland was in this for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to say on any of these other games because they most of them were ass. I'm gonna go get some water, so if you just want to run through these in the top twenty five, I'm just gonna I'll run scores back. real quick. Number eight, Oklahoma. I'll be back before you're done with the top twenty five. Okay, number eight, Oklahoma played number thirteen, Baylor. Baylor won 27-14. Oklahoma is dead. They're probably not gonna win. Now yeah, they'll probably they'll win this week against whoever the fuck they play. They're not gonna beat Oklahoma State. Number nine, Notre Dame beat Virginia twenty eight three. Number 10, Oklahoma State beat, or no, number 10, Oklahoma State beat TCU 63-17. Number 11, Texas A&M kind of laid an egg. Uh, this game was close, and then Texas A&M's quarterback threw a couple of interceptions in uh, in their side of the 20. Uh, Ole Miss won, number 15, Ole Miss won 29-19. This game kind of happened. Number 12, Wake Forest beat number 16, North Carolina State, 45-42. BYU had a bye, I guess, or at least I didn't put anything there. Uh, 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 let's go check to see. Um, yeah, they had a bye. Okay. Good. Number 17, Auburn lost to Mississippi State, 43-34. to Auburn's just weird. Number 18, Wisconsin is still rolling. Beat Northwestern 35-7. to number, They have an offense again. Yes, they do. Number 20, Iowa beat number 22, Minnesota, in a game that I kind of I 
caught me off guard a bit. So I thought Minnesota uh, was going to win this game. Iowa won 27-22. I, I did, too. I, I, I believed in Minnesota, especially with the backup in. No Spencer Petras for Iowa. Um, I thought it was Minnesota. It was not Minnesota. Nope, they covered, but that's about it. They did. Uh, <laughs> six and a half, I believe, was, uh, was the spread. So, hey, I, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Um, number 30, Pitt needed overtime to take down North Carolina, but it was 30-23 when it was all said and done. Number 23, UTSA beat Southern Mississippi 27-17. Number 24, Utah beat Arizona 38-29. And rounding out your top 25, Arkansas beat LSU 16-13 in overtime. Let's get your current top 25. Uh, once I pull it up, I did not have it pulled up. Okay. Fail podcast. Yep. We suck. Yes, we do. Number 25, Mississippi State after beating Auburn. Number 24, Houston. Number 23, Utah. Number 22, UTSA. 21, Arkansas. 20, North Carolina State. San Diego State is at 19. Uh, Pittsburgh is at 8. Iowa, 17. Texas A&M is at 16 wisconsin is at 15 byu 14 oklahoma one of the bigger the second biggest drop of the week is at 13 Ole miss is at 12 baylor at 11 wake forest at 10 oklahoma state at 9 notre dame at 8 michigan state 7 michigan 6 cincinnati 5 ohio state 4 oregon 3 alabama 2 georgia number one there you go let us move on to the nfl recap this fucking first game. I don't even. This first what game happened. What? I did not watch this game. I watched part of it, and I watched and I watched Baltimore Ravens just suck, flat out suck against the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins won twenty-two to ten. What? How? They started Jacoby Brissett. He got hurt. They brought in Tua, who was apparently healthy but got benched. Like, what is it? What was this? I don't know. Uh, I honestly like. I don't know. <laughs> I I had a I had a single game parlay on this game and it tanked miserably. I'm glad so. I stayed away from this game. I I. I you, you know, I say it all the time. I like I like them SGPs on them uh, primetime games, so I threw it on there. Um, uh, no, no, no controversies from the Mannings this week. <clears throat> yeah, I say controversies very lightly. <laughs> it's always so hilarious when something happens on their show. Um, number. Well, wait, no, this is NFL. There's no rankings. Wow, brain just kind of quit for a Maybe second there. Maybe there should be. Um, Atlanta scored three points against Dallas. Uh, Dallas beat them by 40. Final score, 43-3. to three. Uh, Big win for uh, Dan Quinn, uh, former uh, Atlanta head coach, uh, now the defensive coordinator over there for Dallas. Yeah. So that's uh, got to feel good for him. Uh, I didn't think they should have let him go anyway. I mean, that, that, that team just wasn't there for him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good for dan quinn good for dallas they rebounded from that nonsense that was the denver game um yeah dallas looked dallas looked like dallas again yes they did 
Uh, New Orleans lost to Tennessee 23-21. That'll happen. Tennessee's just, they're rolling right now. Tennessee's pretty good. Even without Derrick Henry, they're still rolling along. Um, Jacksonville kept it respectable against Indianapolis. Indianapolis 23-17. Quick note, and I, I was going to throw this in stupid people saying stupid things, but I couldn't find the exact tweet. Um, somebody doesn't believe Jonathan Taylor's good. Moving on. That's the reaction I expected. Uh, in a game that I don't know if how many people saw this coming. Um, honestly, if you did say you saw this coming, I think you might be a liar. Uh, the Cleveland Browns made Mac Jones look like an all-world player. All-world quarterback. The Cleveland Browns took a quick 7-0 lead, and, well, uh, they lost 45-7. to This is my lock of the week. I had Cleveland. Uh, I actually went alternate spread. They were the dogs in this game. Yep. I have an alternate spread, minus two and a half for Cleveland, and a Dearness Johnson anytime touchdown. Uh, huh? I don't think either of those hit. I I don't know. I, I, I only checked the score. I don't know if the I I don't know if Dearness Johnson scored or not. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep rolling through this. This game hurt. Uh, I'm gonna find out if Dearness Johnson scored. In a game everyone saw coming, the Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets 45-17. That uh, was always going to happen. It was always the Bills. Always, it, it was always the Bills. We, I mean, I, I, they're a tough team to understand. Um, the New, but the New York Jets are an easy team to understand. They very much so. S U C K. Touchdown went to Austin Hooper. So neither of those legs hit. Darren Johnson did rush to, for 99 yards on 19 carries, average of 5.2 per carry. Sounds like Baker was holding them back. Yeah. We have our first tie of the NFL season. I don't. The Detroit football Lions played the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Lions scored 16. Pittsburgh scored, obviously, 16. What the fuck? It obviously (laughs) went to overtime. What the fuck? This was a game I fell asleep for. I missed the second quarter the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. I watched the full first quarter, and I watched the full overtime period. This was a game nobody wanted to win. Literally. Um, Ryan Santoso? I'm going to say this about Ryan Santoso real quick. He has not kicked kicked the football so long that Fox pulled up his college stats from 2015. No, uh, he was uh, he was in a game earlier this season for the Lions. Austin Seibert, our regular kicker, got placed on the COVID list. Again, Fox pulled up his college stats from 2015. At one point, where, 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 where do I start? What do I say? Massive ass. Confirmed. <laughs> And that's the strongest confirmed you'll ever hear. The Lions 
at a six-point lead. Aren't going to go 0-17. I guess that's the one positive, but 0-16-1 is still a possibility because this game was winnable and you didn't do it. Now, I will say, Ryan Santoso has been cut uh, from, from, from the practice squad because, oh again, he's not a regular kicker. He has been cut. Cut, cut. Oh, cutthroat business. And signed two other kickers <clears throat> to the practice squad. Oh, my, could have been so the hero. That doesn't happen again. And then he wasn't the hero. That's one of the worst. A game-winning field goal attempt. That is one of the worst field goal attempts I've ever seen by an NFL kicker. That kick never had a chance. I guarantee you that I could have done equally as good, <laughs> a.k.a. equally as bad. What in the hell was that? Like That kick never had a chance. I don't even think it made it the full distance. No! And it was like a 38-yard kick. I think that kick was under 40. I, it was. I don't know what the fuck. And it didn't even make yeah, it. To, it didn't get deflected. No, no, it sure didn't. It was just a low duck that didn't even make it to the, to the crossbar. That bounced in the end zone. Like. <clears throat> yeah. God. Other notes from this game, because I could talk about how piss poor Ryan Santoso is all day long. Uh, positives from this game. The run game. <clears throat> Very good. Big day for DeAndre Swift. Uh, Dan Campbell took over play calling duties from uh, offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn. Uh, and he knows Go Campbell knows golf ain't it. He won't say it, but he knows it. His play calling told all the, the, the entire story. Just the way it is. Um, and yet, Goff, in his opportunities, still sucked. <laughs> what did we expect? Goff is Jared Goff is Jared Goff. Like, I, I, I'm to the point that I would take Matt Corral number one overall. He can't be any worse. I was saying, I'm telling you, like. We'll just have the league's most expensive backup in Jared Goff because we can't get rid of him. We need a quarterback in a worse way. And, and Corral seems like the best option. Unfortunately, I don't think Bryce Young is eligible. He's not eligible until next year. Right. <clears throat> but then maybe, this... maybe we wait, tank next year, get Bryce Young, and sign Fitz Magic for a year. I don't care. Like, oh god, Brian Fitzpatrick is better than Jared Goff. Goff is terrible. Defense was defense was solid. Um, but the end of that game, Lions had two different chances to win this game. Steelers had one. They were in position to kick a game-winning field goal. And with Boswell kicking it, you know it would have been good. But with nine seconds to go, the Steelers fumble. And the Lions draw up one of the worst final plays I've ever oh seen. Oh my god, that was so dumb. I don't know. I, 
this game hurt. Oh, I'm gonna say to Mike Tomlin, and I've said this to I, I've said this several times. Why are you not running Najee Harris? Why? Najee Harris, you got you got. I don't. I, for both of us, I don't think there's any doubt he's one of the top five running backs in the league. I think we. I think you put him what at number three. Yeah. Behind Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Price. Mike Tomlin. I don't know. I like Mike Tomlin a lot, but he did not do himself any favors in this game. Um, this this is a game you have to win, though, if you're the Lions. No Big Ben. Like, if Big Ben's there, I know he's at the latter, the very final games of his career, but, like, he's he's better than uh, Mason Rudolph. Get it done, and they didn't get it done. Oh, I hate being a fan of this team. Why is this the life that I chose? Yeah. Fucking hell. Ryan Santoso ain't ever going to get another job in the NFL again. Like uh, that guy, I I guarantee you, I've I've kicked a ball better than that in my life, and I never even played football. That's all I got. Okay, moving on to another game that uh, I'm guessing a lot of people didn't expect happening. Washington football team beat Tampa Bay twenty nine nineteen. Tom Brady did not look good. <laughs> That's all I got. No, I was as as a noted Tom Brady fan. Uh, no, Brady did not have a good game. Um, one of the worst games we've seen Brady play in in quite some time. Um, really not sure how that happened. <clears throat> like Washington's not good. Got to be some worry with Tampa. Uh, Taylor Heineke had a game. Yeah, Taylor Heineke had a game that uh that Tampa Bay defense did not have a game. I mean, and and big big loss for uh uh the WFT Chase Young. Yeah. Out. But uh I mean, it goes to show what kind of guy Chase Young is. Like dude has a season-ending injury. He was back. He was back on that sideline in street clothes faster than anybody I've ever seen after somebody tearing their ACL. Football is... Football is... It's it's what he does. He is football. Chase, Chase Young is football. He's, I agree he's a with dude. that sentiment. He's a dude. Is there, is there a level above dude? Yeah, there is. It's the, the Turbo Yoda. Yeah. He's about as close... He's about as close as Turbo Yoda, or two Turbo Yoda, that, than anyone in the league. Yeah. Like, that, that Chase Young's phenomenal. Uh, By the way, a uh, real quick note uh, that uh, that Reddit uh, post that I shared uh, about someone saying um, yeah, we should be glad that EA blocked the name the Turbo Yoda. <laughs> let me. Uh, Reddit is stupid. Really, let me really quickly read my reply because it, it, there there's notes for this. Uh, <clears throat> I told this man, do not disrespect the Turbo Yoda. He'll find a way to body check you into oblivion on Reddit. <laughs> Trust me, I'm his teammate, and he's gotten me a time or two. Oh, that's cold. 
That's uh, by the, his comment somehow got twenty four upvotes. Really unsure as to how that happened. Uh, and my reply just keeps getting downvoted. I don't know why. Fucking Reddit is a weird place. But move on. Reddit doesn't like nice fun. Uh, Carolina. Reddit doesn't like. I mean. That sounds that sounds like a guy that's been victimized by the Yodes a couple times. Just throwing that out there. Moving sounds on. Like, sounds like the one of them 20-plus hit games that the Turbo Yode has had in our EASHL experiences. Sounds like a few of those were on hand. Yeah. But yes, moving up. Carolina. He's back. Carolina, the Carolina Panthers... <laughs> mostly led by Cam Newton, won 34 to 10 well, over Arizona. They weren't even really led by Cam Newton. Yes, he scored two touchdowns, but um, they only put him in. I mean, he was four of six on the day. Like, he was not in the game primarily, but oh, no. he was. He, well, he wasn't. He will, he will be next week. <clears throat> will be next uh, th- this weekend. Um. I'm rooting for Cam Newton. Yeah. That's something I never thought I'd say. Like, I mean, this this return to Carolina is just storybook stuff. Um, really cool. People trying to hate on him being on the sideline after scoring that touchdown, saying "I'm back" in the squeakiest voice imaginable. Uh, have some fun in your life, please. Like, I, like not I'm not to, the biggest Cam. The internet's not allowed to have fun anymore. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm internet not the hates fun. Cam Newton fan. Not the biggest Cam Newton fan, but I, I'm happy for the guy. Yeah. Like, and now he gets to face off against Ron Rivera in the in the WFT this weekend, former head coach. Ooh, yeah, that's so going to be that's fun. That's notable. Um, we'll talk but, about that uh, game in good, a couple minutes. Good stuff for Cam. Moving on. Um, also, Arizona, this could be an interesting week for them. No, uh, Possibly no Kyler Murray and possibly no Colt McCoy. It's hard to say. Um, DeAndre Hopkins back? No. Arizona. One hundred. Quickly. Hopkins one hundred percent out. How quickly things have uh, gone wrong for uh, for uh, Arizona? Yeah. Christ. <laughs> Moving on though. The Minnesota Vikings, led by Captain Kirk Cousins. Beat the LA Chargers 27-20. The Chargers are kind of having a hitting a rough patch. That's all I got. Uh, continuing on oh, though, man, that's oh. rough. I like the Chargers. Damn it. Hey, maybe if they played real home games. <laughs> Valid point. Um, moving on. The Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen uh, Hurts has appeared to move move on from his deuce finally. <laughs> What could be one of the worst quotes of the year? Take you a deuce, you don't stare at you don't stare at it. You move on, you flush it and move on. What could be one I of the worst quotes cannot, of the year? Cannot get over the grammatical something of you take you a deuce. <laughs> um. Anyhow, Jalen Hurts appears to be moving on. He the he led the Philadelphia Eagles to a thirty to thirteen win over Denver. Uh, Denver, uh, yeah, yeah. I had Denver. I believed in them. Uh, I have zero idea what that Dallas game was. I have no idea how that happened. But it did. 
I was on Denver. We should have known better. It was never Denver, apparently. Denver, Denver cannot be trusted. <laughs> uh, Seattle uh, had Russell Wilson back. This game was a dud. Didn't matter. Green Bay had Aaron, er, Aaron Rodgers back. <laughs> it wasn't good either. 17-0. This game kind of sucked. This game was a dud. Like, I think Russ prop Russ can't come back and be healthy and look like that. I think he probably came back a little bit too soon. Would yeah. be my would be my assumption. That's that's where it is for me. Um big loss to the fantasy team, I do believe. Aaron Jones. Uh Suffered an injury in this game. I'm going into my fantasy team right now to see what's going on with him. Currently um, listed as doubtful. Yeah, apparently he's only going to be down for a couple of weeks with a MCL sprain. A few weeks with a... Yeah. Um, Maybe the fantasy team has life. I don't know. But that's, I don't, it's hard to one. say. They don't... Need, they don't need him. This just in. Central Michigan won. Let's go two point dogs. We'll get to those in the picks, but uh, um, now uh, Green Bay doesn't need him. Even when you think that they do need him, they don't need him. Like they started Jordan Love, and you thought, "Oh, this is Marin Jones' game. Like let this dude go." <laughs> and what do you, what do you know? The new shit. Green Bay makes no sense. Thanks, Matt Lafleur. Um, moving on to a game that makes a lot of sense. Kansas City scored 41 against the Las Vegas Raiders. I Kansas think... City looked like Kansas City again. Yeah. Uh, the that's... first time really all year. I have the Northern Illinois game on because I have money on this game. What's, uh, what's going on there? 27-27, 40 seconds to go. Oh, God. That's scary because that spread was not big. No. Um, finally, <clears throat> the Monday night game happened. It, yeah. it happened. Yikes. It was a football game. Yikes, LA. Yikes. The LA Rams struggled. They did not look good. I, people will hate on, on Stafford because what he had two interceptions in this game. One was completely, and I, I know the stat Padford Lions fans are just enjoying the fact that he threw two picks. One of them was in his receiver's hands, and he handed it to the defensive back. Yeah, that did happen. Like, what the hell? Like, <clears throat> the big thing. Tyler Higby, like, Christ. Big thing, like, where was that L.A. defense today? It was bad. Oh. Or not today on Monday. Like you got you got a defense of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and you're you just get bullied. Yeah, they got Uh bullied. I don't know. We have a thirty-ish yard kick to decide the game. No, 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 no. Um, final score thirty-eight. Is the um kicker was iced. Final score was 31-10. That is your NFL recap. Let's move on to the picks. Got the college picks open. You ready to go? <clears throat> um, Mostly. 
I am 83 and 82. Jordan's 82 and 83. Uh, back to back fucking solid weeks for me in the picks. Let's go. Yeah. 10 win weeks the last two weeks. Hell yeah. Great stuff. Let's, um... Thanks, thanks for blowing it, Clemson. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we move into the pick. I am going we to... Have... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm no, just no, keeping an no. eye on this game. Two seconds left. I'm watching the kick here when they uh, line up. Just again, because I have money on this game. I have I had Northern Illinois money line. Who is lining up to take the kick? Northern Illinois. Ass. Kick is up. Oh my. Did he miss it? Oh no. He did. Let's go. Going into overtime. Are you fucking kidding me? How do you miss that? Ryan Santoso. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. (laughs) All right. So, with that being said, Wednesday night action. Game is final. Central Michigan on the road. They were taking on Ball State. Central Michigan getting two. Who did you you took Central in this game, I would assume? Yes. They win by 20. I had Central Michigan plus two as well. I did. So, one and oh on the season. Uh, This game that we were currently talking about, Northern Illinois minus one and a half on the road against Buffalo. If you couldn't tell by my reaction, one of the rare times I'll say my pick first, I have Buffalo plus one and a half. I had Northern Illinois. And watch this game go into the silly two-point conversion stuff. And Northern Illinois win by two, just to fucking spite me. Just to fucking spite me And Northern Illinois covers. You pick Northern Illinois in the picks as well? Yes. TBD on the result there. We move on to Saturday's action from the ass conference, the ACC. Florida State on the road. A lot of tiny spreads here early on. Getting two against six and four Boston College. By the way, no people can be involved in these first three games. It says 0% for me all across the board in these first three games. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Boston College has uh, helped me out a couple times this year. And, well, there is the fact that Florida State's ass. So, two points. I'm going, what the hell, ESPN. Um, I am going Boston College. I am going Boston College as well. <laughs> Florida State, I mean, you summed it up. Their ass. No other way around it. Uh, a game you will no doubt be watching. Number seven, 9-1 on the season, Michigan State. They travel to the Horseshoe in Columbus for a big matchup. Both teams, 9-1. and one. Michigan State getting 19.5. That is a massive spread for two top 10 teams. But that just goes to show you the buzzsaw that is Ohio State. We have people. 80% of the people are on MSU. I'd ask you who you got, but I have a feeling I already know. I mean, who am I going to pick here, really? 
fair. <laughs> um, first off, I'm going to say a few things. Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the country. Just flat out worst pass defense in the country. Ohio State doesn't have just the best pass offense. They have the best offense in the country. I think I'm going Ohio State here just because I'm, I am. Perpetually 59 points. But I think if Michigan State wants to even like, keep this game close, they're going to have to score 50 plus, and I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can either. Um, I am going to... I, I know this is wrong. I know it's wrong, but I have to do it. Two top 10 teams that are giving me 19 and a half. I have to take MSU. They aren't going to win the game, but that's a big spread. I mean, that's a spread. That's a spread they had against Purdue. And Ohio MSU, State covered. Like, like, I know MSU lost to Purdue whatnot. I got to take, I got to take MSU. I don't want to do it. And, and Ohio State better take care of business to set up next week's game because that's going to be one hell of a podcast. Root for podcast. Let's go. Ohio State this weekend, but uh, I will be taking MSU and the points for this one. Fair. Uh, Big Ten action. No people involved. Five and five stupid Rutgers. They're on the road traveling to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Rutgers is given 17 and a half. How do these teams even have remotely similar records? I don't know. Uh, who you got here? Oh, boy. Um, I don't think Rutgers is going to win this game. Nope. But I'm going to take stupid Rutgers just because I think, um, I think Penn State's kind of quit on James Franklin. So I think this game is going to be close. Give me Rutgers. Fair point. Um, can't believe I'm doing this again. I was I was off the stupid Rutgers bandwagon after like week six. I'm back on it. Give me stupid Rutgers plus seventeen and a half. It's, it's too many points. Penn State's offense isn't it? So too many points. Give me stupid Rutgers. Fair. Uh, a team that is indeed not back. That being Texas. Lost just lost They're to getting- Kansas. What a shit show that game was. I mean, there were shit shows all across college football. I mean, Texas and Kansas, uh, Florida and Sanford for a half, like, (laughs) outside the top 25. Wild weekend in college football. Stupid Texas. Sure, we'll go with that. Getting two and a half. Going to play the Mountaineers of West Virginia. We have people. 60% 60% of the people are on West Virginia. Both teams, four and six, in the awful Big 12. Who do you got? Some people say I'm a man of the people. And they're right in this case. People? Who are those people, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> some some just, people say it, though. Some people say it. Don't know who those people are, but some say it. Give me okay. West Virginia. You're a man of the people. There we go. Um, <laughs> I Texas uh, lost to Texas lost to Kansas. Texas lost to Kansas. That's it. What, what what am I supposed to fucking do? Exactly what you just said. They just lost to Kansas. Like 
and and they did everything in their power to lose to Kansas. Like, what am I supposed to do other than take West Virginia? Literally. Like WVU, the Mountaineers, minus two and a half. Back to the Big Ten. Purdue, minus 12. On the road, they take on Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. I love Pat Fitzgerald. Phenomenal coach, phenomenal leader of men. Yes. I'm going to say that every time Northwestern comes up in this podcast in any way. Which will be, well, I mean, I guess this week and next week. I've been picking Big Ten games, all the Big Ten games, uh, selecting these games for the picks. Because, let's be honest, I mean, we're both fans of Big Ten teams. Might as well throw all the Big Ten in here. Um, however, Purdue needs this game. Bad. In a bad way. So give me Purdue. Kind of an awkward spread here. 12 is a very strange number. Not quite sure how Vegas got to that. Uh, I'm taking yeah, it's Purdue an odd well. number. I'm taking Purdue as well. And, and, and even number. We don't see many of those. When, when you see like an even number and it's fucking 12, like what? Touchdown, field goal, safety? What the hell? Three what? field goals? Four or four <laughs> field goals, I mean? Right. Like, I don't. Ryan Santosa went to Purdue. I it explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. You're almost, taking Northwestern now. <laughs> I would say I almost want to switch my pick to Northwestern, but I'm still taking Purdue. Fair. Can't do it. Can't do it with Northwestern. They're they're bad. Pat Fitzgerald um, is the great coach. Uh, this season is not an indictment on Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, let's be honest, he ain't going anywhere, even though they've been been down all year. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's come on. But I am taking Purdue minus 12. We got Big 12. <clears throat> Shitty-ass fucking Big 12. Iowa State, they had big ambitions at the start of the year. They're 6-4. and four. They are plus four and a half, heading to Oklahoma, fresh off the L. Their first L of the year. Their long-awaited L. Like, they, they could have lost five games up until this point. But they did. Yeah. Oklahoma, number 13 in the country, 9-1, minus 4.5 against Iowa State. Who you got? You want to tell us what the people are going with here? Oh, no. I don't believe this. <clears throat> I don't really know what's going on. It says 100% of the people are on Oklahoma. <laughs> Some people might say I'm a man of the people. I disagree with them in this case. Give me Iowa State. Oklahoma's bad. Really? Um, not enough points for me to take Iowa State. I am going Oklahoma here. Uh, people, <laughs> that number cannot be right. There is no way that not a single person on CBS picks. Other than me. People numbers, the people numbers have been really weird the last few weeks. Uh, I, I am taking Oklahoma. Uh, I, I, I can't. Uh, Iowa State has Brock Purdy. They don't have much of it. So give me Oklahoma. Fair. And, uh, and again, not enough points. Uh, this game I threw in here. I was going to tell you about it the other night, but you didn't want to know. Texas State, plus 22, on the road to take on the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Who do you got? Give me the Chanticleers. That thought. Anything to add? Texas, Texas State's bad. They are 
are three and seven on the year. No people here. It's a zero and zero percent. Probably because we're the only people picking this game. And B. We cannot be. Um, I'm going to take. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Buffalo just fumbled it on 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 the two yard line in overtime. Was it 100% recovered by Northern Illinois, though? Yes, it was. Northern Illinois Seth, still has to do football in their half of overtime. Okay, so that's not the dub. They still need... I, I don't know if I trust the kicker. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he misses. <laughs> give me Buffalo or give me death. What? What? Um, that doesn't work out well. <laughs> no. Come on. Uh, Come on, Northern Illinois. Win me some money. What are you, did, did the you defense doing out? things. Did you just take him outright? What, what, what's out, outright. I took both money of them in central spread. outright. Money line. Okay. Uh, back to the Big Ten. Yep. The Illinois. Fighting the Lion Eye, who makes zero sense. They head to Kinnick Stadium. To take out number 17, Iowa. Illinois is getting 12. Another 12. What the hell is going on, Vegas? Vegas is giving us some weird numbers. Um, uh uh-oh. Well, that's... That's the win for Northern Illinois. And uh, first play uh, of the overtime period is a touchdown for Northern Illinois. The running back just punted the ball 90 feet in the air. Sign that man up as a punter. <laughs> Austin wins some money, but moving on. Um, who do we got? Illinois, Iowa, right? Yes, sir. Um, this is a game. The Big Ten West is tight. There is. The Big Ten West is tight. This is a game. It's bad, but tight. This is a game that Iowa needs. Very much so. Um, I can close this. Close this so I don't have to see it anymore. All I know is I won some money. You're right. Get this game off my screen. It wasn't good. Um, Illinois or Iowa needs this game. Give me the Iowa Hawkeyes. I I shouldn't. I don't. I, now that I'm two and zero, I have one I can play with. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do I fucking take Illinois? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I sat here because. So for anybody, I on my Twitch stream today, I made all these picks. And I sat here, looked at this, and I was like, um. And I'm taking Iowa because this is a game they need. Um is a very appropriate phrase. I can't take Illinois. They'll probably they'll probably fucking stoop us all and win. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm Iowa. Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They are minus six and a half as they travel to a dead Indiana program. Uh, Minnesota needs this game bad. Uh, six and a half, minus six and a half are the Golden Gophers. Who we got? Um, earlier today when I was making these picks, I googled who the Indiana quarterback's gonna be this week. Nobody knows. Nobody. They're traveling to the great concrete block in the middle of nowhere. Great block in Bloomington. In Bloomington. Uh, also known as the middle of nowhere. Fair. 
Minnesota also needs this game to keep pace in the not great Big Ten West. Give me Minnesota. Indiana's Indiana's dead in the water. Indiana's not even dead in the water. They're dead. Like they didn't even make it out to the water this year. They are They're dead in the docks. Vegas is not giving me enough points to take Indiana. Uh, Minnesota has been a little bit underwhelming the last two weeks, but I got to take Minnesota here. Illinois or uh, Indiana rather is dead. Uh, it is what it is. Now, this is one where the people make no sense because it says that nobody's picked this game. Yeah, like this how? one. Maybe it's just because it's Wednesday. That doesn't make sense because usually by now we have picks. Number six, Michigan. They are on the road. They take on the Maryland Turtles. Sorry, Terrapins. Maryland getting 15. What do you say? So I said earlier, when we were talking about Michigan, this would be the kind of game that they would just somehow manage to lose. It usually does happen this time of year under Harbaugh. Really under Brady Hoke or Rich Rod or anything. This would be that just kind of random, weird, stupid game that they would lose. I would not be shocked if it, I would not be surprised if it happens, but I don't think it's going to. Give me Michigan. Michigan minus the 15. Yeah. As I've said in the previous weeks with Michigan, hell am I going to do? What, what, am I supposed to take Maryland here? No. <laughs> I will take the Michigan Wolverines. Hail to hopefully no field goals. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska. Sticking with the Big Ten, getting nine and a half on the road, traveling to Camp Randall to take on Wisconsin in a game they also need bad. <clears throat> three and seven versus seven and three. Big Ten nonsense. Who you got? Nebraska's not good. Like, they're not. <laughs> like, they are not. I refuse to believe they are not, or that they are good. I have seen it firsthand. I've watched more Nebraska than I would like to admit this season. I think they're they're good, and then they tank away wins. But they should have beat MSU. They probably should have beat Michigan. They were in it against Oklahoma. Like, fuck. But I I don't want to do this. Oh, no. But I I gotta take Nebraska here because Whoa! again I don't think they're good. I think this is a game Wisconsin wins because they need it really bad. Um, I have too much. But yeah, I don't again don't think Nebraska is gonna win. I think they're gonna lose by nine points. Nine spe- specifically, interesting. Very interesting. Well, I really didn't expect you to take Nebraska. Uh, I am. Um, it's it's a. I'm, I'm literally tr- trying to convince myself to flip flop this pick. That's the thing is like because I've sat and looked at the, I looked at this the entire time this entire segment. I looked at it for like ten minutes earlier. I can't pick Wisconsin. At least against the spread, I can't pick Wisconsin. Wisconsin six and four against the spread. Nebraska's five and four. Like, I I can't pick them. 
I can't pick. I can't pick against Nebraska. I can't pick Wisconsin. You, like I. You know what? I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna take Wisconsin. There. I'm gonna fucking do it. We need some. We need something to be different here. Uh, been very equal. Uh, on a lot of these picks. Um, and I'm only one game behind, so it's either gonna tank me even further behind, or could be the difference. I'm gonna take Wisconsin. They, they, they've, I, my brain is like, yes, Nebraska's like in these games, but at the same time, Wisconsin's offense has been really kicking better than it has been all season the last few weeks. Give me Wisconsin, and why not? Uh, the Who Cares special of the week on ESPNU number 22 Louisiana getting four on the road they're nine and one on the season by the way against the Liberty Flames Liberty minus four seven and three on the year I have a feeling I know what you're about to do what do you say? Uh, <laughs> give me liberty or give me death. It's gonna tank me for the week, probably. Like, well, not really, because I'm <laughs> the thing uh, is, like Louisiana. Yeah, they're they're nine and one, and they're ranked twenty two in the A. These are AP rankings, by the way, twenty two in the AP. Yes. Um. Liberty just across the board's a better team. How many are? Uh, fuck. Yeah. Why are we doing this to ourselves again? We're gonna be de- we're gonna be back to death. We're getting death. Uh, give me Liberty. Fuck. And last game uh, of the week, a 4 p.m. kickoff. So no. Uh, no late night Pac-12, no late night Mountain West this week. <clears throat> Big game out in California, sort of, in terms of the teams. Big brands. UCLA, 6-4 and four on the season. They are minus three against USC, 4-5 and five on the year. I, like I said, big brands, the only reason this game's in here. I have zero reason to pick USC. Like, so, but you're gonna no, <laughs> no. Give me UCLA. There, there's no reason to pick USC in this game. It's not enough points. Like you give me three and a, you even give me a half a point. I consider it. They're gonna give me three. It's getting probably probably gonna fucking push. To be honest, um, right? I don't know what to do here. So I'm just gonna take UCLA. Uh, UC or USC is just kind of dead right now. I mean, interim head coach, it's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I have zero zero idea what to do. So I'm just gonna take the favorite in UCLA. Those are the college picks. Inform the people of the NFL record. The NFL picks. Even though I do not want to relive what's gone on to me this season. And NFL the last picks. two weeks specifically. I am 76 and 74. Jordan is 71 and 79. Sure the fuck am. Let's move on to the picks for the Bad. NFL. Bad. Co- 
couple weeks in the NFL picks for me. The New England Patriots are on the road. They travel to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take on the four and five Falcons. Falcons getting six and a half. And now we can bring the people. 74% of the people are on the Patriots minus six and a half. I can't take the Atlanta Falcons after what just happened to them. <laughs> Give me the Patriots. Not a not a whole lot of analysis needed here. Falcons just scored three points against Dallas. Uh, fucking the New England got, Patriots just scored forty five against the Cleveland Browns. Like just got toasted. I can't. I cannot pick the Falcons. Those twenty six percent of the people who did. I don't know what you're seeing. I can't do it. That's Thursday night football. We move on the Ravens. Kick off the 1 o'clock slate in the NFL. They're on the road, traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears, who've been tanking the last few weeks. Uh, Bears also plus six and a half home. Woof woofs. Who do you got? <laughs> I want to take the Bears here, but I just, I can't. I want to take Justin Fields and the Bears, but I Justin Fields the last few weeks has been kind of that lone bright spot for the Bears. A game against Pittsburgh, he was the lone bright spot, really. Like, that Bears defense is bad. I don't see Baltimore following up their game against um, Miami with another dud of a game against Chicago. Give me Baltimore. They They lose to the Bears. We got big problems in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I will take the Ravens as well. Um, Bears have not shown me anything outside of Justin Fields. They can win games, though. So just. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Are you ready? Am I ready for? No. Are you ready for a good time? Is this going to be a good sing... time, though? I would sing it in the ACDC brian johnson voice but i can't do it the detroit football lions oh eight and one on the year they take on another team that is so completely inept in, in their franchise's entire history in the cleveland browns from first energy stadium in cleveland Lions getting nine and a half against the Brownies. Apparently, this game might this game might hurt to watch. The people are very split. Fifty-one percent of the people on the Browns, forty-nine percent on the Lions. I don't know if the man of the people thing works uh, here for this. Pick, it does but, not. Uh, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. Make your pick. I mean, I mean, the people are on the Browns barely, but they're on them. After what I saw Detroit do, and just their undesired, of course, they they did cover. (laughs) I mean, I I believe it was the same spread a week ago. Yeah, they did cover last week. I believe it was nine and a half against the Steelers. And Jared Goff is listed as questionable with an oblique injury. That would probably honestly help the Detroit Lions. 
he is. Um, Tim Boyle has been taking uh, reps in practice. I still think golf plays. Um, that probably isn't something I want. But I don't think the Browns are going to follow up a perform- with a performance against a bad team after what they did against the New England Patriots. I think the Browns are going to win by more than nine and a half. Give me the Browns. Really? <clears throat> All right. I've been on the wrong side of the Lions seemingly all year long. I pick them to cover. They don't cover. I pick. I pick their opponent to cover. They don't. The Lions fucking cover. I don't know what to do with them anymore. I'm just gonna take the Lions <clears throat> forward down the field. If 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 Cleveland looks anywhere near as bad as they did a week ago against the Patriots, this could be the Lions' first win in the year. <clears throat> Who knows? But nine and a half's a lot in the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna take Detroit. Why not? See what happens. Uh, NFC North versus NFC North. The Green Bay Packers are on the road traveling to U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings. Tiny fucking. Reds Vikings plus two and a half. Seventy five percent of the people are on the Packers. Um, unless Aaron Rodgers somehow manages to severely hurt himself and is not able to play, or get COVID again, or he gets COVID again all of a sudden. Give me the Packers. Not a lot to not a lot to dive into here. Packers are the easy choice. Um, uh, Minnesota's win last week. Uh. Probably lowers this spread a little bit, um, but I'm still taking Green Bay. Yeah, lost Aaron, lost Aaron Jones really ain't gonna hurt him all that bad because fuck they don't use him anyway. Wow, the inept Houston Texans are on the road playing the Tennessee Titans, who seem like a buzzsaw in the NFL lately. Eight and two on the year after a rough start. Titans minus ten and a half. Uh, the people don't make any sense because apparently seventy six percent of the people are on the Titans and twenty five percent are on the Texans. That equals one hundred and one percent, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the math. Who do you got? The math does not check out there. Houston, we have problems. They've had problems. Give me Tennessee. It's, it's not even it's not even a fucking doubt. Tennessee has shown no light. Hammer Tennessee. Whatsoever. I mean, I guess I mean hammer Tennessee spread. Yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> Tennessee money line's right. probably absurd. Um current odds, however, is Tennessee minus ten, which is such a fucking weird number. I hate doing that when it's like a totally believable score. Um I'm taking Tennessee. Don't get me wrong, but betting wise, I don't. I I don't know if I'm gonna touch it. Probably not. We'll talk about that on backdoor cover, though. I'm sure we will. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> nah, we will. I mean, we talk about every NFL game on backdoor cover. Backdoor cover Fridays, right on this Twitch channel. Little yep. uh, little plug there. Yes. Uh, the five and five Indianapolis Colts on the road to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, people are split on this minus seven and a half spread for the Buffalo Bills. Who do you got? 
I don't think Indy gets this game, gets it done. I don't think they win. Buffalo has been an odd team. They've played bad when you... They, they play bad at points. They play good at points. So, give me the Colts to cover. I don't necessarily know if they're going to win, though. Uh, way too big of a spread for a Colts team that is talented. Uh, Buffalo has made no sense at times. Uh, I mean, the Jacksonville loss, like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck happened there? Holy shit. I don't know. Uh, you just give me the Colts. You're going to give me a touchdown, and I, and I can still fucking cover. Give me the Colts. Easy pick. Pitbull. That's a way to describe this next one. The now 3-7 and seven Miami Dolphins. I cannot believe they have won three games. They head to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the somehow unironically New York Jets. Jets. New York. But playing in New Jersey. Cool stuff. Um... Vegas doesn't know what to do here. Jets are plus two and a half. Seventy-one percent of the people are on the Dolphins after their win against the Ravens. If that, if it wasn't for that win, I don't know what this spread would be. Probably be a pick'em to be honest, because nobody has any clue. Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. So, if you have thirty-two dollars. Oh, no, and here it is. <laughs> nothing to do on Sunday at 1 o'clock in East Rutherford, New Jersey, or just the New York area. Go somewhere else instead of watching Joe Flacco? <laughs> uh, unless you're a Miami Dolphins fan? Because I honestly don't know if the New York Jets have fans. Give me is the Joe Dolphins. Flacco, is Joe Flacco elite? Joe Flacco was not elite. After what Miami did against Baltimore, it might be a fluke. I don't know, but give me the Dolphins. It's probably a fluke, but this this spread is not high enough for me to take the Jets. I I have zero idea what's going to happen in this game. I'm just taking the safe pick with the Dolphins. They just did what they did to Baltimore. Gotta take, gotta take Miami. Hopefully they fucking bring out the retro jerseys soon because I am so sick of seeing highlights of Miami in those in the awful current jerseys they have. Awful. We move on. The New Orleans Saints. God, the, ple- the people are split this week. Holy shit. This is the third game we've seen where the people are split. 51% of the people are on the New Orleans Saints plus one and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. I am one minus one and a half for the Eagles. I am one of those fifty-one percent going with the New Orleans Saints. That Saints defense is really good. I quarterback wise, and not knowing if Alvin Kamara is playing, I it's hard to say. Taysom Hill, who the hell knows? You know, no idea what's going on with quarterback. But you know, one thing that we do know about that Saints defense is good. So, uh, give me the Saints. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is able to do anything here against the Saints. Eagles score a lot of points. Saints, I don't know what to fucking do with them. I'm taking the Eagles. I don't know what to do. The Eagles like, only score I, one more point than the... Uh... 
Saints. I know, but I wouldn't call it a lot. But but that you know you you look at that and that's with Kamara and that's with Jameis Winston. Now we got Trevor Simeon. I don't know what to do. I'm on the Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers, four and five on the year. Great start to the season. Uh, kind of lackluster since up until the uh, win uh, at home against the Rams. They are on the road, and they play the Jacksonville Jaguars, two and seven on the year. Jags getting six and a half. San Francisco has to be better than Jacksonville, right? You would think. Give me San Francisco. Like, I... I, I don't see this as one of those weeks where the Jags show up to play. Do not see it. So, I will take the Niners. Um, football team. They are on the road. They take on the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton starting in this game. Panthers, minus three and a half. A very nice percentage of the people are on the Panthers. 69%. Who do you got? Washington doesn't have Chase Young. So, give me Carolina. I'm I'm on Carolina as well. Cam Newton starting. Uh, he's better than P.J. Walker. That's for damn sure. Uh, I'll take the Panthers. That's all I got on that. Bengals off a of bye. Five and four on the year. They are in a pick'em with the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams five and four. In fact, fifty-eight percent of the people are on the Bengals here. I think the only reason this is a pick'em is because the last action we saw of the Bengals, they, the last two weeks of action we saw of the Bengals. Yes, they had the bye last week. Uh, three weeks ago, they looked putrid against the Jets. Lost to the Jets. Two weeks ago, they looked extremely putrid against the Browns. So I think that's the only reason this game's a pick 'em. The Las Vegas Raiders looked extremely putrid against the uh, Chiefs. They looked very Las Vegas Ra- Las Vegas Raiders esque. So scissors, scissors and all. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, I don't pick the Bengals very often. Here's the exception. Yeah. Give me the Bengals here, like. Not enough here for Raiders. me. I haven't seen enough great good out of the Raiders for them to pick for me to pick the uh, Raiders. They lost to the fuck. I mean, Grant the Bengals lost to the Bears too, but they lost to the Bears. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm going safe here. Give me the Bengals. It's it is what it is. It's it's the safe uh, pick, and yeah. We are into the four o'clock slate now. Uh, with that Bengals and Raiders game, uh, Cardinals are at the Seahawks. Cardinals are a banged up mess, and the Seahawks are getting two and a half. Oh boy, I what do. You do? <clears throat> what what do you do? I'm taking the Seahawks here just because. Who who's gonna start at quarterback for Arizona? Everybody, every quarterback, both of their quarterbacks are dinged up. Like, what did we get? Yeah, I I don't want to take Seattle because. Don't know what we're going to get out of Seattle. They've been struggling. But Arizona beat up the past couple of weeks. Give me give me Seattle. Arizona in desperate need of a bye. They get it next week. 
I don't know what to do. I have zero clue. I'm just going to take the Cardinals. Fair. With how Russ looked against Green Bay, I have to. (laughs) Have to. Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Dallas Cowboys are on the road. They travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs minus two and a half. And once again, the people are split. 51% of the people on the Chiefs, 49 on the Cowboys. What side do you lie on? Give me the Chiefs. I don't know what to do. I... I honestly don't know if the Dallas defense is going to be able to stop. If the Chiefs actually show up and play Kansas City Chiefs football, I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to stop them. It's a home game for Kansas City. That's going to be a big factor. It's Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Taking, taking quote-unquote America's team. Taking the Cowboys. Uh, the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs last week for the first time in a long time. Um, Dallas demolished Atlanta. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna take the Cowboys. See what happens. Fair. See what the fuck happens. Sunday Night Football. Steelers are on the road. They take on the L.A. Chargers. That's a Steelers home game, essentially. Because the Chargers have no fans in L.A. Chargers have no fans, but the Chargers are minus four and a half. Nobody, essentially, on the Steelers here. Uh, 70% of the people are on L.A. After what I saw from the Steelers, I'm not on the Steelers either. I Because of Najee Harris, I'm, in Najee Harris, I'm usually on the Steelers. But Mike Tomlin does not really like to use Najee Harris. We don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be taken off the COVID list or not. Hard to say. Um, So give me the Chargers. I want to take the Steelers. I really do, but I can't. I really fucking can't. Like, I, I... This whole NFL slate is like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, that's essentially where I'm at. Uh, just give me the Chargers. They need it. They need a good performance here. Uh, I think they get it against Pittsburgh. Yep. Monday Night Football. Oh, boy. Tom Brady. He's at home. Bucks, six and three against Tom Brady's nemesis. The New York Football Giants at three and six on the season. Bucks minus ten and a half, and for the final time this week, the people. Fifty nine percent are on the Bucks, forty one percent are on the Giants. At least the math adds up. What do you got for Monday night, Manning? Hopefully. The- only way this game's close is if Eli Manning unretires just for this game. <laughs> right. Eli Manning has been Tom Brady's biggest nemesis, not necessarily the Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley's questionable. As seemingly every week. Yeah. With, uh, I believe, an ankle injury this time. Um, Tom Brady had a bad game against Washington. He's not going to have a bad game against New York. 
give me give me Tampa Bay. We are not going to see the Suckineers this weekend. Fighting Tom Brady's where I'm at. And... It is what it is, and those are the picks. Yes, yes, they are. It is time to uh, work on wrapping the show up. So it is time for champ and chump of the week. Go ahead. I was. I, I'm. I'm. I'm waiting to hear this. So you know, my champ. We talked about it at the top of the show. Well, not quite the top. The second to top of the show. My champ is the United States men's national team. Oh. That had to be obvious. Okay. I I I was expecting a different thing, but very, very fair camp of the week. What were you expecting? I will get to it shortly. Oh, okay. So go ahead with your champ. I was expecting some sort of breakdown as to why, but I guess. Oh, well, I mean, we've already talked about it a lot. Uh, My champ of the week is the United States men's national soccer team because, well, they've beaten Mexico three times this year. They've played them three times. They beat them three times. Their second World Cup qualifying, they look immensely better this week or this year in this World Cup qualifying cycle and, well, everything going on. Um, than they did a few years ago. Yes, Greg Bearhalter might not be the answer. Um, they got the draw against Jamaica and kind of a weird, sloppy, ugly game all around from both teams. Um, that ended in a one-one draw. Greg Bearhalter may not be the one hundred percent answer, but right now this team at least looks like they give a fuck, which they didn't under Bruce Arena. Nope. Sure did. Champ of the week. For me, something we also talked about at the top of the show, sort of in the news, Lewis Hamilton. Fair. That's what you were expecting me to say. (laughs) Yep. What he did through everything that got thrown at him this weekend uh, in Brazil to still come away with the win, already took the five-place grid penalty with the engine change, gets DQ'd from qualifying because of DRS nonsense and then goes out in the, in, in the Saturday sprint, finishes fifth, means he starts tenth with the grid penalty, and then goes out and wins the whole goddamn thing. I mean, Lewis Hamilton's phenomenal. Jump of the week, go. <clears throat> Well, I have a two-way chump of the week. This is the third time in a row I've had a multi-chump of the week. Uh-oh. My first one was John Gruden. Like, Fair. just take your loss. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's it, John. Just just stop. Just stop being a piece of shit. It's not, it's not hard to be a solid person. Really yeah. not. Just, just fucking stop. Like... I don't know how else to say it about John Gruden. He's been like, just, just fucking stop. That's part of my chump of the week. My other one. Chelsea football club manager, Thomas Tuchel. 
Why, you ask? Well, for his comments and the build-up to the Mexico United States-Mexico game on Friday, uh, Christian Pulisic plays for Chelsea Football Club. Um, Pulisic, Tuchel thought was healthy enough to play for uh, Chelsea last Saturday the uh, the 6th, or Saturday the 6th, or Sunday the 7th, whatever day it was, uh, for about 15 minutes. He played uh, on Friday night about 20-ish minutes against Mexico, but he said, be careful with him. I don't think it's a good idea to play him. More or less insinuating, don't play him. First off, yeah. I 100% believe that this is an opinion from a man who he sees this guy playing for the U.S. men's national team. He's like, oh, it's just U.S. soccer. Fuck it. If this was, if, if this was anybody else, if this was any other player playing for any other national team, I don't think he comes out and says this. Because... He knows for a fact Greg Berhalter is not going to go out and say anything to him. Jurgen Klopp for United or for Liverpool isn't going to say this. Pep, Pep Guardiola isn't going to say this. No other major man, major club manager is going to say this. Thomas Tuchel is saying he's not. He wouldn't say this about um, Eden Hazard. Who is is he even is he on the team still? Chelsea? Yeah. Hell no. Okay. I couldn't been in Madrid for years. Yeah, you're right. Actually. <laughs> um he wouldn't say this about the Kaku. He is currently on the team, he would not. Uh, he wouldn't say this about N'Golo Conte. If this if if any of the scenarios were the same, he wouldn't say it about Lukaku and Angola Conte, Tiago Silva. Angola Conte is Probably a better player because that dude's well, yeah, insane. yeah. Um, I'm looking through some of their the rest of their roster. Mason Mount, who does sometimes see playing time for um, thing for the English national team, he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say about Azpilicueta. I love Cesar. Like I could go anybody on. This Chelsea roster, he wouldn't say it about any of them other than Christian Pusilic. He's saying it because he's a United he's a United States player. Like this is just I a terrible would, fucking take. Like I would assume so. Th- like I hate everything about this. You're not saying like Solskjaer for United. I have a lot of negative opinions about him. He wouldn't say this about Bruno Fernandez or Ronaldo for Madrid or for um Portugal. I mean, he wouldn't. So. Um, so I'm going to take the Pat McAfee quote of shut the fuck up. We have games to win. Yes. So that's, that's obviously I am a Chelsea fan. Yep. Thomas Tuchel is Chelsea's manager. Yes. Uh, I am not a fan of it. I am not a fan of that comment. I, I, I don't understand 
why he decided to do that whatsoever, because he doesn't use Puslik for anything. No, he spent $73 million on him. Well, I mean, Puslik came over uh, under uh, Frank Lampard, but yes. Um, I don't I don't like it. Like what what makes your club football so much more important than national team football? Yeah. What why? Uh because what, it's the US. The <clears throat> Would be my assumption. Like this is a, country comes over club, cu- club comes over league. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Terrible that's fucking take. If if it wasn't for the John Gruden stuff, Thomas Tuchel would have been lone chump of the week, but John Gruden's John Gruden. John Gruden is John Gruden. Uh, my chump of the week, and we've already been over this, is James Brown. Fair. What, what a miserable effort as a head coach. Like, you had that game won <clears throat> against Michigan. And James Franklin, James Franklin... Like, okay, well, get yes, he's not on the field on the Eric All touchdown. Great. Whatever. But he's making the call on that last play of the game, which we've been over. We've been over it. So, I'm happy that you suck, James Franklin. Very happy. Michigan's 9-1 because you suck. But, hey. At the same time, a win is a win is a win is a win. Yeah. One for the road? Yep, it's time for one for the road. What do you got? Oh, boy. I, just because I think this one will be fun. On Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time, the Qatar Grand Prix F1, just because I think oh, this will be fun. It'll be fun. I don't like the race. I don't like the race being there, but it'll be fun. I, I do not like the race being there at all. I hate it. Uh, but I mean, you got you got Qatar, you got uh, Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi or whatever. It's yeah. Just, don't F1. like either of them being there. F one, you you say that uh, that this shit's for everybody, whatever. Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't hold races in places where it isn't for everybody. I I don't like it being there, but I think the race is gonna be fun. There isn't. I mean, I don't want to go Ohio State, Michigan, or Ohio State, Michigan State. Like college ball, there like that's the only real game on. That's I'll, that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything else sad? Um. No. All right. Go ahead. My one for the road. We are back to wrestling. One for the road. WWE Survivor Series is this weekend. Now, the build-up for it has been absolute dog shit. They announced the Survivor Series teams on Twitter. 
and then proceeded to change them through nonsense on Raw and on SmackDown uh, for no reason other than why the fuck not. But that being said, forget the traditional Survivor Series matches, the five-on-fives, forget those. We have Roman Reigns versus Big E. Big-time stuff. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair that promises to be wild because those two legitimately hate each other. Uh, Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which is something I never thought we'd see. And there's another one. Has to be another one. Who are the fucking tag team games? RK-Bro versus the Usos. Gonna be good stuff. All sorts of good stuff. The build-up sucks. The matches will rock, as always. Uh, you get the best of the best in WWE taking on the best of the best on the other brands. So, <clears throat> let's go. Survivor Series, 8 p.m. Sunday. Uh, Sunday Night Football. What's Sunday Night Football again? <laughs> Uh, Chargers, Steelers. Yeah, watch Survivor Series if you have Peacock instead. Or if you don't live in America, on the WWE Network. Alrighty. I, uh, oh. One for the road. Okay. Alrighty, that's the show. Uh, as I said, we're three months in to this season. Um, I don't have much to say. I've said everything that I could Thanks to everybody for making this three months fun. Everybody who listens to this, watches this on Twitch, watches it on YouTube. Thanks for making it fun. Jordan, anything to say? Fuck uh, John Gruden. Yep. Um, hail to the field goals. <laughs> uh, Fuck Dan Snyder. Well, Gruden replaced Dan Snyder. for Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fuck um and uh go blue and uh hashtag uh sign carlos correa okay so with that being said um friday backdoor cover we get to talk about some sports gambling hey look forward to let's it go. other than that though got thank you stuff. got some wild stuff for backdoor cover i'm sure like probably weird Weird spreads this week. A lot of ones that a lot of people are kind of split on. So, Probably, Most likely. So with that being said, thank you for making us part of your Wednesday evening. However you may be listening or watching. Wherever you may be listening or watching from. We will see you all next time. Peace out. Stay classy. See ya.